heresy, and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the War Master Horus and his three brothers, Materian, Fulgrim, and Angron, against the innocent hive world of Estvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless after the Emperor's favored son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon, the deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionnaires survived the onslaught thanks to quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free Istvan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of Radio Free Istvan. Uh, this is Chris here, along with... Michael. Hey, what's going on? So our second episode, man, I didn't think we'd ever make it. No, I mean, me either. I thought we'd be long dead out by now. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, I think with everything going on the last couple of weeks, it's been kind of hard to fit in time to get in here, but glad we were able to tonight. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty busy the past few weeks here. Um, and we'll get a little bit more into that later, uh, I guess. Yeah, so we'll just uh, let's just head right on into it, man. We'll probably have a shorter episode tonight. So we're just going to bang on uh, with hobby progress. Talk a little bit about what we've been working on on the hobby bench. Uh, for myself, still trying to finish my 2,000 points worth of word bearers for Adepticon. I've got like eight days till I have to play with them. So oh, I haven't even like thought about that yet. Uh, yeah. Because it seems so. Like, it, it seems so. Oh, yeah, I can get that done Friday because I'm off. Saturday, Sunday, I'll probably take a break. And I still got Monday. But like, really, it's only like three days left for me for hobbying or yeah. for yeah for getting ready yeah kind of the same here man I, i've got to work late tomorrow night and uh i'm off by five or five thirty the couple of nights after but really my focus is going to be friday saturday sunday and monday uh, well of course we've got easter on sunday so you might as well take that out i think we've got family stuff going on but yeah. so friday saturday and monday trying to finish up any remaining painting uh i've still got to plop everything on the bases yeah, it's it's actually I'm I'm feeling the stress, man. Yeah, no, me too. Actually, the more we talk about it, the more stressed out I get. I'm kind of thinking I probably should have been painting tonight instead of doing this, but uh, <laughs> this is for you guys, man. <laughs> We're here for you, man. This is this is the sacrifices we make. I will bear that burden of stress on my back. So <laughs> well, the... well, like as the stuff that you're working on, can you like batch paint it? Like, can you just knock that out? Well, so actually, that's what so. Last night, that's what I was doing. I uh, base coated, uh, and then I got the coat of uh, the ghost tint, um, military ghost tint on it on, let's see, 20 total Marines. I've enlisted my wife to do detail work. What? Yes. Uh, she's kind of she's my pinch hitter, my secret. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so whenever I get stressed like this, this happened last year for Adepticon. Uh, the two weeks leading up to it, I was just... I did the same thing as I did this year. I switched armies at, at kind of the last possible instant. Then I kind of dickered around and didn't make the progress like I needed to. And so the good thing is her hand is extremely steady. So I can say, hey, do you mind doing some detail work on Tactical Marines and Galvor Bach? And she's all about it. Do you have like some kind of like code word that you throw out? Like, hey, baby, order 44. <laughs> and like, she's like, really? And you're like, yeah. And she grabs her paint. She opens a little little uh, aluminum case. It's like, well, I, I will tell you, she buys her own brushes for this. 
What? For like code forty four? Yeah, she buys her own. <laughs> hey, she call, she calls it my man crafts, and so uh, she went. We went to Hobby Lobby the other day. She's like, I need to get some new brushes for that detail work, and I was like, All right, cool. And um, I've got a shit ton of brushes, but she knows what she wanted exactly. So she went into Hobby Lobby, uh, came out with about twenty bucks worth of brushes, and uh, man, went went back to work. So um, she thought she's like, my man needs me. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I I tell you, man, I'm blessed. Uh, I, not a lot of women, I think, would uh, would do this, you know, painting Warhammer models or helping with the painting of Warhammer models. But she knows how important this is, and she knows that I procrastinate like a son of a bitch. So, and she's pretty good at it. Uh, so, yeah, dude, I, I'm enjoying the help. Man, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested to see like how good of a job she does versus you. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll the the Galvor Bach dude. I, seriously, those are coming together. Um, she had been working on, on some of the flesh and, uh, she's like, well, it's just not right. I said, it's missing a wash. So I I pulled out some washes and put some little wash work on it. And she's like, Oh, that's what it needed right there. And, uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I think the Galvor Bach are probably the most complicated thing she's tackled and, uh, her hands steadier than mine. That's the thing that, that really stands out is you look at some of my detail work on the Mechanicum. And once I get in a hurry, it's it's not as crisp as it needs to be. Man, dude, now I wish I had like some clutch hitter, like someone just gonna come in and just clean up for me. <laughs> That's kind of how it is, man. So I've got the uh, the airbrush going in the office, um, airbrushing. Now she doesn't do vehicles, which that's fine though. The detail work isn't as intricate, obviously. Um, so I'm working on really once I base coat dudes, I ship them off to the uh, dining room. And so she's got a painting station set up and she's working her magic while she watches TV in there. And I continue on in the office. That's so cool. The only thing I got is a cat that'll lay on top of my models. Yeah. I mean, I've got, look at her right now. I, I know. She's trying to, to work the mix. I think she's like Pharrell. <laughs> she's got to feel the mixer. <laughs> yeah, she's got to feel the mixer. You got to feel the vibrations. Y'all are peeking. Y'all are peeking. I hear you peeking. <laughs> she's take it down a notch. Take it down just a little bit. Bring it back. Yeah. I'm glad we've got her watching over us at the panel. But, um, yeah, man, that's what's going on. I've got a, so tonight after we finish recording, my goal is to do the black work on a Demos Rhino. Okay. Uh, it's actually my uh, Damocles. You should put another one together. <clears throat> I do have another one that, uh, someone has asked to, uh, to use for Adepticon. So that will be coming, coming over to this house very soon. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I uh, don't know that I'll get to put it together, but it's all the pieces are there. So. Thankfully, it's an easy kit. I mean, you've put together the the demos, haven't you? Yeah, I, I got two together right now. Yeah, it's it's a super simple kit, man. I, I was every time I put one together, I'm just I'm like, oh, this goes together so easily. Yeah, and the only problem is like, I I don't know, I'm, I'm too easy to give rhinos away. <laughs> like, and, and like, what's crazy is I guess just like moving forward in hobby progress to where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. So if you recall. My entire my entire army was like ready to go. Right, right. So I had my list done. I had my tournament list done. I had my Zomortalis list, and I was like, I don't have to put together a single model. I'm right, you at, you were done, man. I'm laugh at all these fools changing their lists. <laughs> and then I go and play a game yesterday, man. Or I'm sorry, more than yesterday. But we'll pretend like it was. Yeah, yesterday. it was yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. So I went to go play against my buddy Sam from down. He's down from Washington, and. Played his Dark Angels. I played my list exactly like it was supposed to with my six Graviton Cannons because mm-hmm. there's been rumors going around the internet that they can handle pretty much any vehicle 
first turn. That's what I've heard. That's what I've read. And they couldn't even kill a rhino, man. Oh, that stinks, man. And the rhinos were all bunched together. Like, it was like three rhinos, like right next to each other, where one template could get all three. Yeah. But couldn't get the whole point. So just, they were wow. scattering off. Or, so I put a lot of faith in those Graviton Cannon rapiers. So, so those are out, I take it. Yep. So those are out. And we're going rhino rush. I, I, you know what? I like rhinos. A lot of people aren't digging them. Well, let me back up. In 40K, a lot of people didn't dig rhinos. I've always liked rhinos. But 30K, again, it's one of those things that's super, super fitting to the fluff. You show me, a, you can't show me a legion that doesn't use rhinos in some capacity. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, even in Raptor, where the like entire inf- like uh, uh, Raven Guard, like little contingent mm-hmm. of like 20 guys they just had a, they brought their rhino exactly i wonder if when they they figure that out like how, who they're bringing and all that like is there like a dedicated dude that always drives the rhino i think so in, in my mind it's like ba baracus for the 18 everyone's got a ba baracus he's the guy that drives the truck really yeah that's i don't know that's how my mind works that kind of sucks like that that doesn't seem like the most honorable position you could have in the space marine legion like that's like the lowest point that you could get i feel like because you don't get to fight like you don't get to like a lot of a lot of the space marines like they won't like think ultramarines yeah imagine if you were a ultramarine rhino driver dude okay so i get what you're saying but i counter with this what if he views driving that rhino as the personification of war as his primark has dealt it or given him so he wants to drive that rhino to the best of his ability. He's running down fools. <laughs> he's he's operating that storm bolt, well, combi bolter on top. You know, maybe there's a havoc launcher involved somewhere. Uh, he's he's popping smoke when he needs to. He's he's clutch, getting his guys out of a jam. <laughs> there's like, oh, Winston, you're back. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> that's the third skirmish you've made it through. <laughs> yes, sir. And your paint's not even scratched. By God, you're the best rhino pilot I've ever <laughs> The rhino driver. I see. I see. And I think he drives with Winston drives with the hatch open. He's sticking half out the top with his goggles and a scarf. <laughs> That's how he drives the the Demos Rhino across with his, the battlefield. With his white driving gloves. Yes, well, of course, man. And there's like I just I was just thinking about the like the kit. Didn't at one time the rhinos have like little drivers that you could see or something? Uh, I don't. I had a, a very old kit back in the day, or from back in the day. I don't recall there being a visible driver. Now, maybe I don't know. Maybe there was one in the late '90s, early 2000s. I'm not a really good historian think, in that regard. I think I'm thinking of the Damocles because they got those two little guys inside of it. Yeah, yeah, that may be that may be what you're thinking of. So you can peek in there and see them hard at work. So in your in your mind. The guy that's working the pencil is also the guy that's driving. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, because think about it. They're not going to devote two people to hang out in that rhino. That's what I was thinking. That's, <laughs> that's kind of where I was. Yeah, they're, they're like, no, no, we're, we're one dude, and you better be badass at this, because not only do you have to drive us into this hellhole, but you got to operate the, uh, the the squad support gun on top. And this is the future, so they probably developed, like, foot control technology. Oh, he's, he might be driving FC, it with his dick. FCT I mean, I don't know. <laughs> We need Josh here for this. See? He's, he's driving with DCT, bro. <laughs> Dick controlled technology. Yeah, Josh. Josh would break this down for us. He's all about that. And there's, I guess there's some level of like machine spirit. Oh yeah, he's also got to learn to fix his rhino too. Yeah. Whenever the track breaks off. Yep. Damn. This this guy. See, I think this guy is much more skilled than you're giving him credit for. 
and he obviously like doesn't get promoted from that skill because you don't see predator. It seems, or if he did, it seems like the guy that went and got upgraded to predator class forgot how to fix tank treads. Yeah, but I guess he's no, no, because they lose troop capacity. That's right. They got guns. I don't know. Maybe he's spending all the time. Well, in 30K, they didn't have to worry about it so much. You know, 30K, you've got, he'd go from the Rhino to, well, yeah, to the Predator. Then his next jump's what, the Sakarin? I don't know. Like, what what happens to the uh, the artillery guys, the Legion artillery? What are those Medusa drivers doing? Because there's two of them. Well, you got, you, well, okay, so you've got a guy firing it. Uh-huh. I, I think there's three of them. Oh, There's only man. two guys modeled, but think about it. Okay, so we know where you go if you're not a good Rhino driver. So you're thinking they put you as a Medusa driver? Yeah, absolutely. So you're back. You're back in the back. You, okay, I could see that. Like you, you hit a, a, a probably like too too many like potholes <laughs> quarterly. You yeah. broke one too many treads. They're looking at your tread count and like their their inventory management system, and they're like, "Fucking really." Yeah, your your Prado rode with you, and uh, you had too many bumps. He's hitting that crest up on the roof of the Rhino. Is this is this an order for Vaspian again? <laughs> How many of these things is he breaking? Put him in a Medusa. <laughs> it's just like, well, but then you got to think about it though. If he's in a if he's in a Medusa, you've got to be kind of close. Those guns don't have a lot of range. All right, Legion Basilisk. Okay, that's what that's what I was thinking. He's in a Basilisk, or, or yeah, he's got to be in a Basilisk. I mean, it's the biggest range you got. I don't know. I, I, like I've never asked these questions. I've never like I don't think there's a book out there for him. I don't think there's something telling you what you gotta what trials that you gotta go through to become a rhino driver. You know what I'm saying this now, Black Library, if you're listening. We're calling dibs on this. <laughs> I, I don't want to see a novel come out about Bob the Rhino driver in the next year or two. Forgotten Legion's gonna handle this. Don't worry about it. I could see it as like a a short story. Yeah. But like it's all from his perspective. And then like, oh here's let it drop us off here. <laughs> It's like that's when I looked and saw everybody leaving my rhino, not six minutes into the battle, and I'm alone again. <laughs> See, but but think about what if it was Vin Diesel playing this character? I live my life one quarter mile. Uh, that's not a Vin Diesel impersonation, by the way, because uh, I can't do one. But you went like real high on it. Yeah, <laughs> you went the wrong octave. I'm terrible at impersonations. So. <laughs> well, I live my life quarter mile. <laughs> Bro, Vin Diesel. <laughs> What's his... He yeah. beat the rock. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, fuck that one up. But you get where I'm going with this. You know, Vin Diesel as the Rhino driver. So he's out there. He's he's racing the other Rhinos to the battlefield. You know, he's putting it to the met to the floor every time. You get that view of inside the engine, the gasoline. And you know how the movies do it. And then if you suck at that. You either become a Damocles driver, yeah, because then you're not going anywhere. You're not going. Anywhere. It's like you're like the, the, like you're like the the colonel's son, like <laughs> you're trying to keep you out of battle, but they want you to rank up enough to where we need you a, can get some stripes. We need a spot for Scott where he's not going to get <laughs> shot at. <laughs> what about a Damoc a Damocles? Hey man, my dad. He's a, you know he's he's a praetor, right? Yeah, but see, okay, so here's the thing though. What happens on every battlefield when there's a Damocles? Uh, it brings down the rain and gets blown up by a Derrideo. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> that's exactly what happens. You've got a Derrideo or you've got a drop pod that lands right next to it. So can you imagine Scotty looking out the window and be like, oh, fuck. Because you've got a drop pod that hits. You've got 10 dudes with melted guns piling out. So you want to put your worst two rhino drivers 
in the Damocles because yeah. they're expendable. Yeah. And then that's like definitely a punishment <laughs> because everybody knows what happens to Damocles drivers. I never really thought about how, how many Damocles the Imperium must go through. A lot. Yeah, I think it's a lot. Just like it must go through land speeders like. Oh, shit. <laughs> they, they've got, I picture land speeders. You like go to the lot. And there's just like acres and acres of land speeders. They're like, we need 20 more sent over to Company A. Done. Yeah. They just they're pumping them out just like you know, like a Honda factory or something. <laughs> this my hood's made of paper. <laughs> Get in there. Go melt us some shit. Yeah, this is a one-way ticket, son. Like, how long do you have to be? Like, I mean, see, like this whole conversation has me just like on this, like you start thinking about drivers and you think like there's no job progression for them. No. Like they're not going to like like it's not a clear cut like space marine, veteran space marine, terminator, the terminator driver. <laughs> exactly. Like there's no there's Sorry, no... I know this is radio, but I'm sitting here with my shoulders hunched <laughs> like holding a little bitty steering wheel. He's like, "Fuck." <laughs> like if you're okay, let's say if you're a fucking rhino driver, and they're like, hey, we're going to give you Terminator honors. You're like, what? Yes, fuck, I've been here for like 300 years. It's about time I get some damn recognition. They give you that big-ass shoulder pad. That's it. Yeah, they don't like, give you the rest of it. No, well, these are these are Terminator honors. Well, like, don't I get my suit? Well, no, you, no. Do you need a suit? Like, we these don't we just don't hand these out like hotcakes. You, you, you can see the shoulder pad from the window, dude. And we can totally see it. We I mean, know you got it on. We know you got it on. It's like, man, I thought... You thought what? You, what'd you think? <laughs> you thought that you're important? Yes, we let you drive the Spartan last week, but that was that was just temporary. It's because Ryan was sick. Yeah. yeah. He came down with the shits. We don't know how Space Marine gets the shits, but he had him. His superb, like, oh, man. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So now we're talking, now I'm thinking about it. No, yeah, like, it just it, keeps, like, there's no, like, all these shit jobs. And but, but, okay, so, and I know we don't talk about 40K a whole lot, but... Progresses to 40k, and uh-huh. 40k. Most of the Space Marine drivers are in red armor. No, yeah, yeah, I know. So now you're just saying we're going to put you in an armor that stands out. So when your Damocles gets exploded, we can find it and reuse it. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just like a red shirt. Is I think that's what it is. You become that's a Space Marine red shirt right there. I don't know. Like either way, it seems pretty messed up. I mean. Even going into the 40K side of things, like at one point they were like, dude, we're going through so many of these. We just, we can't really use normal space brands anymore. We're tired of using our troops. Let's just start sending them to Mars as soon as they get here, the shitty ones, and they'll train up some death Marines for us. Yeah, I could see that. And then you got to wonder. Like, because I bet you they think that they're like, like, honestly, the, the, Drivers and everybody that's in the red armor, they must have been like lowest of their class. Yeah. And they're like, hey, just send them to Mars. They'll get trained. They had the absolute <laughs> minimum to, to stay a space marine. Yeah. Yeah, they're not gonna send them home. They're gonna be farmers. I mean, they're gonna like we gotta keep them. <laughs> we already we already did the we already took their we already gave them extra organs. Yeah. <laughs> can't waste that shit. I mean we can't do you know how hard it is to get fucking organs? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's two hundred million, you know, credits or eagles or whatever their currency is. And they only stay good for like four days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't take that out and just hold on to it. I mean, shit. Yeah, I, I I think this is this is something that really needs to be explored in a novel format. Yeah, man. Like, if, I just want I want to know who the rhino drivers are, who the vehicle drivers are, who the artillery squads are. Like, I want to know how you get in that 
shithole of a job, standing there manning an artillery piece, when you have fucking thighs and <laughs> like the size of a, a cow. Yeah, that's got to be everyone's built to be a superhuman warrior, and then you're you're stuck on the gun twelve miles away from combat. You're you're yeah, damn right. You're stuck on that quad mortar. Like, Mandy, why isn't anybody come this close to us? Like, why can't I see anybody? <laughs> the battle is over there. I'm not gonna move this thing. I don't even know how to drive it. Uh, there's a little pad I gotta stand on. In theory, it drives. And they didn't even glue my damn control panel on it, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not pushing this. Yeah, in theory, it drives. We've never actually seen one move. <laughs> they just drop into place, and like you gotta stay right here. Like I feel bad every time I put one on like a fourth or fifth story, because like I know I didn't have to do the work to get it up there. Oh yeah, but somebody it. in my in my mind was sitting there like, really? They want us up there? You know that was a conversation. Oh yeah, they're like, we gotta hump this gun up there. See, I'm thinking they probably now. Now I'm really overthinking this, but I'm thinking they take it apart and carry. <laughs> you know, one guy's got the 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 gun apparatus. One guy, because there's two crewmen. One guy's got the tracks and the little motorized thing. They're superhuman with the armor. I'm sure they can lift it. I don't think that's a question. And then they just hump it up the stairs. So, like, you're talking these dudes, like, the Praetor is like, hey, we're going to go into battle in three days. We're going to go fight off these. We're going to attack this, let's say, Salamander stronghold. Okay. And y'all need to get ready. So, three days, guys. Get prepped. Uh, my special teams. <laughs> y'all know y'all are gonna have to go early, so two days for you guys. And so like your your quad mortar squads and your they're like they're that shit crew that has to like go prepare and get ready. So you think they're like doing extra leg days like, to get ready for it, or what? <laughs> they're like the brass section of a band, you know? <laughs> like like everybody else got their cases with them, but they got to go to the they got to unload the band truck with the percussion yeah. instruments and like the so true, like so the, true. They, they got to be there early, and they know they have to. It's not their fault. Yeah, they're just, not. It's their lot. It's what they drew. That's right, man. You know, they they wanted to play something cooler, but their mom said no. <laughs> Sorry, apologies. The mom, mom made them play trombone because he was a bigger kid and he had good lungs. And then they put him on tuba. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, He was just as important. The trumpets getting all the fucking solos. Oh, but yeah, we're going to get all kinds of hate mail from all of the uh, band nerds out there. I'm just saying. So, so yeah, that's... I want to know, know those guys' stories. I think it's a story that should be told. we got to like, look more into this. I mean, all Space Marines are heroes. Yeah, it's just yeah. Everybody's a hero in their own little way. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I'm just picturing the inside of this rhino looking like a cab, and so they've got like little statues and shit on the, on the dashboard. <laughs> shit, he collects. <laughs> there's a there's a dream catcher in front, in front of the rear view. There's like some rhino of like a uh, some like more Dathan squad. It's like no, we got it from here. And he's like, oh okay, and they're just like he's got this like book. That he keeps on his uh, his, his dashboard. <laughs> All right, thanks. Pulls just, that out. Just starts knocking back. I just picture when everybody piles in, he's actually on his earpiece talking to somebody. Else. <laughs> 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 and, and like, hey, we need to get over to uh, to segment Alpha Twelve. He's like, yeah, yeah. Hang hey, on, just a second. Hang on. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Where you want to go? Where do you want to go? <laughs> no, they're still trying to talk to me. No, no, no. Every cab ride I've ever taken. <laughs> They're like, fuck, we got Rashid again. 
Oh. <laughs> you don't know, just... He's not going to remember to exit. <laughs> or they're like, I'm pretty sure he's taking us the long way around to get to the battle. I, mm-hmm. I guarantee we could have cut across this hill, but he, he said it's faster going this way. Who's he talking to? <laughs> Why is he pulled over? <laughs> <laughs> Crawls out the hatch. One second, guys. One second, I'll be back. Oh, or imagine uh, imagine if rhinos were like Ubers, so they didn't assign them. You had to call before your battle, and you, you don't know what's going to show up. It could be a rhino. It could be a Spartan, if you have Uber Black, maybe. Um, <laughs> yes. Some Uber Air. Some Uber Air, exactly. It's like, hey, guys, check out what I got. Was that a fucking Storm Eagle? You ordered us a Storm Eagle? Yeah, bro, you ready to go? You ready to party? So my predator's going to shit a brick when he sees the bill, but it's all good. <laughs> Company car, man. Company Amex. Oh, my gosh. You're never going to make it to Vet Sarge like this. with badass. <laughs> all the other troops are jealous as shit. They're all showing up in their Ubered rhinos. And the Storm Eagle's all doing cartwheels in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> they come out normal. Yeah. It's like, thanks. <laughs> Gone. It's like, Wow. Yeah, but then so after the battle's over, they kind of blew their load on the Storm Eagle, so yeah. they have to they have to order two rhinos to come pick up all the dudes. <laughs> hey, can we have a ride in y'all's Thunderhawk? That'd be great. It's like, no, nah, man, doesn't hold that many. Yeah. That. Well, can we like squeeze? No, nah, man, what? <laughs> no, nah, fuck no. It's not enough room. We, we loaded two rhinos in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. Yeah, so we need those guys' stories. We need yeah. Them. You haven't heard the last of this. Let me worry this. Don't worry. We're gonna. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna try and think of something to commission art-wise. Oh, good. Good for do this it. to see, like you know, maybe like I may have a rhino really close, and in the background there's this huge battle going on, and there's just a space marine like reading the paper, <laughs> like folded over, <laughs> just. Leaned up against the rhino, like, oh, yeah, they're doing shit over there. They'll call me when they're ready. Something about this objective right here. <laughs> they told me just to park here. They'd run the rest of the way. Uh-huh. Fucking heroes and shit. <laughs> that ain't me, though. That ain't me. No, no. I'll live to see the next 1,200 battles. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I need rhinos. <laughs> okay. I got, I got the hookup for you on that, man. I got at least one for sure. Yeah, I got three day, three hobby days to paint that. No, oh, you can do it. <sighs> so, yeah, I guess, like, Next thing we were talking about was like our games played. It's been a minute since I played a game, man. I got one. It's been at least a month, maybe a little bit longer. I know it was, it was several, a couple weeks before Stiff Two. Um, got a game in, practice game in uh, against Woody, uh, one of our players here in town. Plays Iron Hands. He's a uh, pretty new, not new to to the hobby per se, but pretty new to 30k. So that was his actual first 30k game. And, uh, dude, it was a fun game, man. It was, I don't, it's been long enough back, I can't give you the blow-by-blow, blow, but just the high points. Um, he, I brought an Ordo Reductor, um, so a couple of Medusas, a couple of Krios. He brought a, a Spartan with Ferris Manus and some Gorgons. And that was pretty much, uh, he had a Sakaran on the table. We traded some shots. But really, the, the big deal came down to, uh, he, he rushed up with a Spartan, and I was trying to kill the Spartan before he got close enough to, to throw his dudes out on me. So <laughs> I did. I, with the two Creos, I took it out. I mean, shooting four Strength 9 Ordnance shots around per gun. Wow. Yeah. That, uh, 
that Krios Venatar is one of my favorite favorite vehicles in the game. Okay, okay, Krios. Ven- yeah, yeah, not the regular Krios. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Krios I was, Venatar. What gun is going? Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, do strength nine, AP two, uh, ordnance and pinning, four shots. So run them in a squad of two. Do, 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 yeah. Do, 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 do. But uh, so he popped out Ferris, and I was like, okay, I've got Ferris was obviously going to rush at a squad of uh, destructors. And I didn't really, I took a little bit of a different loadout. Josh likes to give me shit for taking the Graviton imploders and all that. And uh, I didn't really go with that this, oh, actually it was a Secutors. It was a squad of Secutors, not, not Destructors. That's what the difference was. And uh, they were with a Magos. And so it was AP3 weapons against his. That's a plasma fusils? Yeah. 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 So I had a shitload of shots, but he's getting two ups on his Gorgons. Um. So, long story short, I killed off all the Gorgons, and then Ferris Manus reached me, and he pulped the entire squad of Secutors and the Magos, and won around. Ferris Manus is one of my, <coughs> like, like in my list of things that I could kill really quickly, mm-hmm. in my Godslayer list, he's he's up there and, like, sitting next to Horus on, yeah. on my hard prime marks to kill. Yeah, if it... it with a little different load if I would have taken the normal uh the the destructors with the graviton imploders and all that where I was doing AP2 and forcing him back to his invuln saves I, I would have been able to I put a couple of wounds on Ferris but um yeah, as it was those seculars were not a match for him and they go last with their power fists so yeah just didn't turn out well but it was a fun game overall uh and dude, that was the last one I played, man. It's uh, right after that, Stiff Two prep, and then now it's Adepticon prep. I'm gonna roll into Adepticon with an army I've never played before, which should be exciting. Dude, that's all I think about too. Is like as much time as I've had to prep for Adepticon, I think like, man, you like how many practice games do I get in for Adepticon? Yeah. How many will you have playing Word Bearers? None. No. I have not played Word Bearers once. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I. And you almost got to take Lord Rock. <laughs> Just, just let, that, let that stew. Yeah, I, 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 that's one of the reasons I dropped him. I would have felt like a total dick. Like, I've never played this army before. I don't really know what I'm doing with it, but uh, I brought all the toys. Look at this. Look at Lorgor. Um, yeah, but I, I'm bringing everything else. Charybdis, demons to summon, the whole nine yards. So I've got two lists, though, I'm pretty pretty excited about. Um, one for the tournament and one for the narrative. and uh, They're both extremely fluffy. Uh, the turn the narrative I'm using an Ashen Circle based list, uh, all about Zardu uh, bringing his Ashen Circle to to a world to enforce compliance uh, for the for the War Master, um, and then uh, backing up the Ashen Circle some Galvor Bach and a Charybdis. So You're not taking any super heavies? No. Oh wow, no nope. rewards at all. Nope. I actually did not buy one in time for Adepticon. I'm thinking about buying one at Adepticon, so maybe I can throw it together. Uh, Right turn, quick. Yeah, turn, uh, <laughs> put it together narrative day, play it on tournament day. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I toyed with it, man. And uh, just at 2,000, the other thing, though, is at 2,000 points, uh, the, the stuff I was wanting to take was already so pricey. The the Ashen Circle are super pricey to take. Galvor Box, super pricey. It would have it forced me into a different type of list. Yeah, I would have had to do more foot sloggers, um, which is cool. It's still, you can still do word bearer, a, a good word bearer fluffy list, but. I don't know. I, I'm pretty happy. Like I said, I'm not going expecting to win. Uh, I just want to go and have a good time, uh, play some different armies, play some different people, and uh, then come home and practice with Warbear some more. 
Yeah, I'm super excited for the narrative day. I feel like the tournament day is going to be kind of like stressful. Yeah. But the narrative day, I'm like, I feel like that's going to be more like stiff. Yeah, it, it will be. That was one of, uh, you know, as we put together stiff two, that was really one of the measuring sticks mentally that I would ask myself, you know, are people going to have the same amount of fun that I had at first Adepticon? Uh, so, that, like I said, that was just kind of the measuring stick that I went after. I I have a ton of fun at the narrative. The tournament's a lot of fun, too. Don't get me wrong. It's just uh, it's still a very fluffy feel. Uh, you still have people playing fluffy armies. I mean, I'm going to take the the Last of the Serrated Sun, uh, Ride of War. So that's what that list is built around. I'm actually kitbashing an Argel Tall this week. I don't know what that is. So he's a word bearer uh, uh, leader. Uh, he appears in several of the novels. But long story short, um, he was so when the emperor sent when the emperor put his censure on the word bearers, he sent a couple of his custodes to hang out with them and make sure that they followed followed the line. They followed the rules. Right. So they went into the eye terror. Shit went down, <laughs> and uh, Argel Tall was forced to to kill the guy that he had befriended. One of the custodes. The custodians had looked at him as like, this dude is somebody that fulfills what the emperor is really talking about. This dude is legit. And then Argotal had to kill him. And so he carries his spear, his custodian's spear. And so that's one of, uh, just one of his little things. How does a space brain kill a custodian? Was it like a assassination thing? Or? Well, he also had a demon inside of him. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he was full of demon. He was, he was full of demon. You didn't say that he was on demon. <laughs> yeah, he, he had uh, snorted a little demon before he went into that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, it's a... Uh, and in fact, I just... I couldn't find my several of my, my Horse Heresy novels, so... Um, and Black Library site just hates my, my credit union card, so I went on Amazon night before last and ordered First Heretic Betrayal and No No Fear for the drive. Like for for the rest of this week and for the drive, just to bone up on that whole story because that that storyline appears in different spots throughout those three books. Uh, so, so you're just gonna like read, or is it you put them on audiobook? No, I'll, I'll I'll read. I'll read on my lunch hour the next couple of days. I come in tomorrow. That's bad. So yeah, I'll read at night before I go to bed. Then uh, yeah, it's cool. But um, so anyway, so I got uh, some bits to to make him. Uh, Jay had a spear and a cape. Um, Aradimsky Bowden actually has on his uh, blog. A uh, an artist rendering of what he thought uh, Argo Tall looked like right before he, he got all full of demon and shit. <laughs> before he so, caught that demon. Before he caught that demon. Uh, but yeah, he's in his Mark IV. He's got this cape, very regal looking. So I'm going to kind of go, I'm not going to model him in that demon aspect. Some people put the wings on him, but I'm going to give him the spear and uh, he'll have, have his bolter at his side. That's badass. Dude. So yeah, dude, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So he's going to lead. Anyway, a lot of story short, and I kind of went along with this, but. Uh, He's the one, so after the Galvar Bach kind of become a thing, and then after Kalth, uh, no, I'm sorry, after, uh, was it Istvan V that a good chunk of the Galvar Bach are killed off? He brings the remaining ones back together, and he forms another group, and I can't think of the name off the top of my head. It's another funky word. But he brings them together, and uh, he leads them. And Where do those names come from, like the Galvar Bach? I them? could not tell you. Oh, just, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's probably written in some fluff somewhere that we don't know. Yeah. Somebody will probably send us a letter. Yeah. If you know, it's it may be one of the big black books. It may be hidden deep inside there. Um, if you want to dig deep into that big black and uh, <laughs> and find it, let us know. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my games. What have you, you said you played Sam. 
Right. Yeah, so Sam was down from Washington, and we had to get some games in, and he was playing this pretty pretty competitive uh, Dark Angels list using the new Book 6. Oh, cool. So we had the plasma repeaters Ooh. and like all the badass technology and all that stuff. Nice. And uh, I don't think he was playing. I think he was playing Pride <laughs> of the Legion, but I could be wrong. Um, so I played the game versus him. I took my, uh, my God Slayer list against him. And uh, if you don't know, my God Slayer list is a list I'm taking to Adepticon to kill Primarchs. And so I have tested that list out a few times just to make sure it plays right. And I've gotten three Primarchs all together with it. And nice. I played Sam. And unfortunately, Dark Angels don't have a Primarch. So, like. Well, they do. He just hadn't come out to play yeah, yet. Yeah, like not a Primarch <laughs> out or rules or anything like that. So, uh, so I just played it during, like, against a Praetor. Oh, okay. And then you kind of realize, like, how much overkill oh i'm sure killing up a, a praetor is uh so i played against him uh he he's playing like a rhino rush list as well um he had a couple dreadnoughts and that yeah, was three rhinos dread two dreadnoughts and we played two thousand points uh no 2500 points so i did my godsley move like it's it's kind of hard to explain without giving it away before Adepticon. Yeah, just uh, come to Adepticon and see it in action. Yeah, so so I, I, I ran my God Slay list against him. I wiped out his Praetor, uh, the squad his Praetor was with, two other squads that were next to his Praetor, and a um, Dare Deo. Oh, okay. And then at that point, all my load was blown, so <laughs> I basically had to run around the table and figure out I didn't die. Uh, hope, hope that I didn't get tabled, and so uh, I, I ran my graviton. Like in my list, the first idea is to strip hole, strip hole points mm-hmm. off of whatever the Praetor or the Primarch is running in, and so I ran graviton, and I thought, yeah, like fuck yeah, like what's the max thing that you could get uh, hole points wise, like six. Yeah. Like uh, unless they're riding in some stupid like Lord of War choice, Mastodon so. or something. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let me go ahead and get enough whole point rippers, like guaranteed whole point rippers, to take out a Spartan. And so six was the number, and I was like, well, what can I have six of? Uh, graviton cannons. So that's one glancing hit per mm-hmm. per smack. And I thought, well, like these things are, the Spartans are huge, so whatever it scatters off, it's going to be fine. Uh, well, no, like those things scatter quite a bit, and you do roll one, so like it was not guaranteed. <laughs> so, in this game, like it wasn't even a Spartan. I was playing against rhinos. I was stripping rhinos off a of Praetor, and I couldn't get the rhino done. So I had to lo- use a seeker squad to completely plasma <clears throat> out a rhino, and I was like, that was the biggest waste. Oh yeah, of plasma I've ever used in my life. And then of course I killed the Praetor and I killed all the squads, but I was like, man, I can't. So like you know. And I played that list before, and it did fine the first time, and then the second time was like such a bad time. I was like, man, like I can't. Yeah, you just hit the mercy of the dice. That's the one thing that that really you can't control with those scatters. Yeah, I think I was playing on that like sixty forty mm-hmm. realm, and I, I ate the forty this time around. Yep. And I was like, you know what? How can I push these odds to like seventy thirty? And and that's that's where my new list is sitting. But I got playing the rhinos. I got it's a whole thing. It's a crunch, man. Yeah, and by the way, I play Raven Guard. For those of y'all that don't know, uh, I play a Raven Guard army, and I kind of 
have been modeling them uh, Istvan 5. So, uh, not Shattered Legions. I didn't have any idea for Shattered Legions. I have just been modeling them uh, for right before they got their asses fucked <laughs> in the Dropside Massacre. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you've been doing, especially with the uh, the busted up Korax. I'm looking forward to seeing him on the table. Yeah, dude, that was... Okay, so I actually have a really cool story about it. Okay. So my busted up Korax, you saw that I cut up a Questorus Knight. Right? Mm-hmm. So for those of you out there, I'll describe it to you, but it'd be a lot easier if you just went to our Facebook page and looked at the pictures that I've been posting up. But let me go describe it for your baby ears, and hopefully your imagination can draw this picture. Everybody gather around. <laughs> Get around the fire. So it, I took a Imperial Knight that I got from eBay, and I chopped it down, like, right above the hip at an angle. Mm-hmm. So the Knight's at a complete angle, and I glued it to a 70-millimeter base. And so I put it on that base, and I put rubble all around it. So And I actually took the base that Corax came on, and I, I shoved it in there, kind of got it to, like, because it's a built-up base. Right. So it looks like professional terrain is underneath this dreadnought. It looks like this, or I'm sorry, this knight, this Imperial Knight. It looks like this Imperial Knight has fallen into a building, and, like, it's all fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So I put that knight on the base, I cut a hole into its carapace, and I slid a 40-millimeter base in there, and then I trimmed around where the 40 millimeter base was and glued the carapace to the 40 millimeter so I can take a 40 millimeter base off and have my Corax on top of it. And my Corax, if you if you guys know the rules out of uh, book three, uh, Corax can have the deadly prey mm-hmm. uh, downgrade for him. And so instead of paying 450 points for him, you pay 350 points. Uh, but he loses his pinions, which are his wings, and uh, he loses one armor and one uh, invulnerable save. Okay. So it's like a three plus armor save, five plus invulnerable save. Uh, and this is to show uh, when he was betrayed on Istvan Five, and what his, you know, what his, uh, I guess, where he was at that moment. Yeah. He's pretty fucked up. His legion's pretty fucked up. So you can play this real busted up Korax uh, for cheaper, but you lose some options. Well, I took a Korax. Put him on this knight. His wings are messed up. Uh, his armor's all scratched up. He just looks rough as shit. And uh, I, I put him on top of this knight. His base slides <clears throat> in, everything like that. Well, I was having a problem. Like, I painted up a Korax already. I painted up a normal-looking Korax. Uh, so I know how to paint Korax. I just wasn't sure, like, what color do I paint this knight, right? Right. And so I hop on Reddit. I hop on... Uh, heresy 30k like I'm, I'm just like getting at like getting out there like hey who knows what happened like which nights were on uh were on istvan 5 when shit hit the fan and uh the first responses i got was like there were no nights on istvan 5 like but well, we know that's not correct <laughs> and so i'm like no shut up you're wrong and it's like oh well there was you know there was no nights there was no titans i was like okay no and so I, i'm 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 asking you guys i'm on wiki like i'm on everything trying to figure out who who was there Who's, who's seen it go down? And uh, finally, I look up a Titan <clears throat> Legion that was on Ispawn 5. And I look up, like, which Titan Legion that was. I go to their wiki, and I find a Night House that was attached to them. And the Night House was Kalkok or Colcock, something like that. Yeah, I, I think you go either way with it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to say Colcock. Yeah, Colcock got knocked out. So, 
so uh, DJ Colcock was <laughs> this this night household that like rolled around, and it turns out they were on Instagram Five, and I was like badass, like this is the nightly I'm gonna choose. And I'm like, I, it like cites the page in book four. It's like, oh, it's on page 98 of book four, uh, Nighthouse Cococ. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me go read on what they're like. And all it says is like, they're really tied with the Mechanicum. And I was like, man, like, I don't like, I guess I can just go look up Mechanicum Nights to see what they're painted like. And, maybe mm-hmm. that'll... and so I went to Heresy 30K to go look up some Mechanicum stuff. And the first post on there is from Quinn Ky- or, uh, Finn Cairo. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, uh like basically my house Colcock uh, army nice and I was just like perfect so I look up like the way he painted it I, I like kind of take some tips from him I airbrush <clears throat> the my knights to kind of look at his color scheme which is basically a mechanical color scheme and uh, I like sent him a picture and he's like man he's like that looks good uh, do you want me to send some of these like custom decals I've had made uh, Sweet, for house Colcock and I was like absolutely man are you kidding me like yeah that, that's badass because like he's taking the time to design these symbols for this house that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it exists in the fluff, but it doesn't have like a painting. Yeah, they don't really go into big detail. So he's designed these like house Kolkak uh, symbols, and he sends them to me. I put them all on, and then I find out like Finn is the Adepticon guy. Yep, like, right, right on the Adepticon uh, 30K stuff. So I told him, like, hey, I'm going to Adepticon. Like, it'd be cool to, like, if at some point we get like a, a session together where, like, my night is you. My busted up night is with your not busted up mm-hmm. nights because that'll look just badass. Oh yeah. And it's just like, he's like, yeah, whatever. And I was like, oh shit, this dude's like legit, like running. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I get a little bit better on my paint score or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm helping your fluff. Like, yeah, yeah. Look at that. I got I got with him nights tomorrow. Me too. So, so yeah, that's that's where my that's where my core axe has been. That's um, pretty badass, man. Um, but yeah, I forgot what we were talking about before that. I feel like we were talking about my list, and I was like, yeah. yeah we just kind of, we just kind of, we just kind of meandered. It's all right. Yeah. So that is one of the things that's been on my paint table and what I've been working on. That's cool. That's cool. Well, you know, I mentioned we've had a lot going on. Stiff Two has been the other big, uh, big thing in our life for the last few weeks, and that finally has come and gone. You know, as like much work as we put into that, like it went. I mean, I I feel like. In my mind, we were never going to be ready. Right. But it went so damn smooth. Like, it was... It, it did, but I, I'll be honest with you. That morning, uh, oh, that Friday morning, mm-hmm. I got a phone call. Oh, yeah. And uh, I seriously, uh, I, I I thought I was going to, I don't know, have a heart attack or something. I had to sit down, stop what I was doing. And uh, I was scared, man. I, I was really, I, I feared a little bit for, for the event actually happening. And to fill you guys in, what I'm, what I'm referring to is... Uh, we had torrential rains here in the uh, South Texas area during the week leading up to um, a lot of rains, like I said, it had poured. And our event location was in downtown Victoria, a very old area of the city. Um, unbeknownst to me, our event location had a basement. Yep, the only basement in town, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I would I would put money on that. And uh, we got a call. Actually, Jake, uh, one of our, our TFL originals, got a call. And the call from the event uh, owners or the location owners saying that the basement was flooded and we couldn't have the event. Yeah, basically the bathrooms were flooded, the basement was flooded, there's going to be plumbers in and out. Like there was just like no way for us to be at the venue. Dude, I, I freaked out, man. You called me and uh, then y'all came over and we, we held each other on the couch. <laughs> um, 
actually no you guys came over and uh jake was working the phone man like like a boss and he he was calling people i you know i don't know a lot of people i know a few people and he was calling any name that's named here in victoria that owned buildings and just calling them up and trying to secure us a location and he did uh, very quickly we got an alternate location whoa sorry about that so okay and uh so anyway we got an alternate location we were we scouted it we're like oh awesome and then our original location got sorted out so we were actually able to get back on track with with a power avenue which uh, i think worked out pretty well i, I really liked the event uh, locale yeah, we were actually on our way to give money to the new venue. <laughs> like, we were ready to drop our deposit down. Or yeah. Actually, just pay up front. Like, we we're just going to throw everything at them. Like, hey, we need this We need this venue. You don't understand. We've got people coming into town. And that's that was the... Uh... That was the thing, man. Oh, here's Jake right here. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was the thing, though. We we knew we had people coming in from out of town. The bulk of our attendees were coming in from out of town. And I say bulk. Um, the local Forgotten Legion members, only one of us was playing. Yep. That was Jay. Uh, everybody else that was actually playing in the event was driving in or flying in from outside of Victoria. So the uh, stress level was super high, but Jake jumped in there, got something lined up. Then the original place came back, and you know we were back in the money real fast. But, uh, yeah, dude, I was scared, man. I seriously, I was like, our first event, and we're going to have to cancel, and we're going to look like assholes. I know we're going to, like, in my mind, I was like, man, dude, if we cancel, we're going to look like we basically pocketed this money or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to send you swag, but sorry, you don't get to play. So. Uh, yeah. No, no. Never, never in this state again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're <it>, run event. <laughs> but, and, and, you know, I imagine people that run events regularly or that have run, you know, this was our first real event. Well, I say our first. Jake's run different events, but as, as a gaming event, it's our first event. And, uh, dude, like I said, I was just, you know, what are people going to think? What are we going to do? Are we going to be able to get into somewhere that's going to fit everybody? And, dude, at the end of the day, it all worked out, man. We got in, got the uh, table set. Um, Saturday morning, people were in town. We actually had people in town Friday afternoon and Friday evening. Uh, Josh Korich came in from North Texas. I think he was the first one here. And, uh, dude, he, he burned down here fast and helped us set up. Uh, he was clutch, you know, helping us move tables. Um, then we had people kind of flow in throughout the evening. Uh, yeah, and then Saturday morning it kicked off. And uh, I tell you, man, it could not have gone any smoother in my mind. Dude, for real, honestly. I mean, every, everybody that was there that came early and helped, man, just a huge shout-out to you guys. You guys were awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just the, the cool thing was actually, like, you know, playing some of the guys early. Because we, we, did, we did, like – unload all of the stuff on friday and we did prep friday and we had an open gaming night uh but i think most of the night was us putting the like just getting ready just like yeah. panicking yeah because we we were original plan was to get in thursday night and have the table set up thursday night and friday morning and then uh you know it was late friday we're moving but you know it was super cool people showed up and there were a couple of tables ready to go, so uh, there were a couple of games that got rolling Friday night. Naturally, we had to fight some warlords. We had two of them, you know. Yeah, the the warlords threw down on that uh, on the flex point table, the sandstorm table, with uh, buildings provided by Angry Mojo. Yeah, um, that was pretty epic. A uh, couple of other games were going on. I know I had to leave late in the evening for a little while, and uh, I came back after midnight to kind of help finish up. But yeah, man. 
If you guys haven't seen yet, we actually have on our YouTube channel, we live stream the games. So we actually had a, we, I'm sure if you heard our last broadcast, you heard that we're going to have a broadcaster out there uh, to video record these games. And we did that. We did that for three games, uh, all on the same table, the Mike Gupton Goldmine Games <laughs> airfield table yep. with the Castelli operation playing on it. We recorded and broadcast live with two commentators uh, the entire game. And I'll be honest with you, after the first one, we learned so much, like, how to do it. Yeah. We put the right guys on that table. Oh, yeah. Zach and Josh on there. And those <clears throat> dudes, those brothers can talk. Yeah, they, they killed it, man. Once... Once they got on there and got going with that second game, they was just they were off. There was no stopping them at that point. So that point, a lot of people talk about like, yeah, there was sound in and out on the first one, and that was actually us just like muting as we were talking. These guys don't stop. So they they if you yeah. hear it's sound cut out, it's because they muted themselves so they could say something without you guys hearing. Yeah, something probably wildly inappropriate. <laughs> but uh, go check that out, and they're pretty knowledgeable of uh, what they're watching and what they're seeing. So. Uh, it's basically like watching a play-by-play football game. Uh, as long as you don't need every little last detail explained to you, uh, you can watch it and hear some pretty funny stories in the background. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, they would go from talking about what was happening on the table to uh, their favorite Baldwin. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. Uh, we also have, uh, if you go to the YouTube channel, uh, during round one, uh, Josh went around with a handheld and did uh, on-the-spot interviews with uh, different players before and after their their games in round one. So you get a chance to see some of the tables, the, some of the other tables in the building. Uh, you get a chance to see a lot of the different players. We had 24 players playing day of. Uh, we had 30 players signed up. Uh, so that was pretty good. We only had six drops, uh, you know, by the day of, which I think is pretty pretty good, pretty good in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but yeah, check that out, man. It's uh, there's also if you go to our South Texas Horace Heresy Facebook page, uh, Mike Zapata, uh, who is a friend of uh, my my wife and I, he came down from Dallas and did photography for the event. Knocked so, out some awesome pictures. Oh man, he's got some great pics on there. He's got his link to his uh his website where he's got the event pictures on. So he's got a ton of pictures uh, that he that he put up there. So go check them out. Like I said, you can link to it. I don't have the URL off the top of my head, but if you go to South Texas, Inf- or I'm sorry, South Texas Horace Heresy Facebook page, uh, you can just scroll down. You'll find it. He's got a couple of different posts. But uh, yeah, man, the uh, the day I, I think went really well. We learned a lot. That was the the big thing. You know, people were asking about Stiff Three. I think before Stiff Two even finished. Yeah, absolutely. They were talking about how what friends they're going to bring, and you know what time around, what what armies they're going to bring this time around, or how they're going to change their list, knowing how things are. Yeah, and that's a, uh, you know, it really we learned a lot from this event, especially being our first full on uh, gaming event for Horse Heresy. Uh, took a ton of notes, had uh, sent a survey out uh, f- for our attendees. Got about seventy five percent back. You know, that responded on the survey, which is pretty pretty good return on that. So a uh, couple of things, though. Do you want to talk about just some of the things we're looking at for the future? Uh, well, I guess, like, it, for for y'all, for those of y'all that don't, like, we, I guess we kind of talk to you guys like we talk to our webcasts. And oh, so, yeah, like, true, true. So there's some things that y'all probably don't know if y'all, you know, this is the only thing you listen to. Uh, Stiff 2 was 10 tables, all different missions, uh, some of them were 2v2. 
there was an eight foot Zomortalis table with the actual Forge World Zomortalis tiles, and uh, there was a flexless. So you got a you brought a seven hundred fifty point, a two thousand point, and a three thousand point uh, list. And the three thousand points was your flex list. So that was going to be kind of like your uh, apocalypse list. And there was one table that was. I don't want to say no rules or you know no holds barred, but it was a little. Kind of was. It was a little, a little bit more liberal than the other table. <laughs> uh, you took your seven fifty Zomortalis list, and of course you took that in Zomortalis, and then the the other beer two thousand point list was just kind of uh, all around your all around list, which you take on every other table. Uh, so we had ten tables. Each table had full complement of terrain, and when I say full complement, I mean these tables were decked out fully with terrain. Um, yeah, we had tie, we used Forge World tiles, Secret Weapon miniature tiles, Fat Mats. Um, the only table that was did not have one of those three, the uh, Zomortalis obviously, but that was Forge World ZM tiles. But then the Sandstorm, the Flex Point table, actually had a sandy surface that was created by Zach, one of our Legionnaires. So we didn't need to do do a mat or anything on that one. And we had. 13 angry mojo games buildings on it oh heck yeah big line of sight blocking buildings so every table that we had was just all out decked out with terrain uh and it was you were split in your legion so i guess not legion your uh your faction your faction so we had loyalists and we had traders and we had each side had their own warlord that was uh picked by the uh by your faction yep and then you were assigned battles, and you had a say so in what battle you wanted to play, and you know which person you wanted to play, and it was your, up to your warlord to assign you to that table each round. And so it was a huge narrative play. It wasn't so much a tournament because your points, all, all all the points that you brought weren't really. It it didn't decide how your day went. It decided how your team's day went yes it all it all went to the whole thing each round we tracked how the how each faction the loyalists versus traders was doing and we updated between rounds and at the end of the day the winning faction uh was the one that came out with the most uh the most battle points right and there wasn't an award for the winning faction either it was just like bragging rights for stiff three yeah it, it, yeah exactly and that's something which we'll talk about here in a minute but uh, one of the things we'll be looking at differently for the next event so yeah, if y'all don't, I guess that was just kind of like an explanation on what Stiff Two was. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and the with the tables and everything, and you know, our big focus, and we we really try to make clear to everybody coming into Stiff Two, uh, because there there's a lot of different there's different ways to play 30k. A lot of people play it in different ways. You got people that follow kind of the tournament, you know, the 40k mindset, if you will of a tournament play you've got people that are pure narrative you've got people that are a mix in between and we really wanted to make sure people that were attending understood that you know we wanted to put the narrative and fun first and the the tournament aspect of it what little bit there was was last and so we really tried during as and during the lead up whether through our webcast or through communication on the facebook page really tried to build that with the players and i think we did a pretty decent job there were only a couple of minor things that popped up 
You know, uh, honestly, I'd say that all of our rule calling was like rule of cool. Yeah. Like it wasn't, oh, well, you know, rule is written. This looks pretty. This is, looks like what they were trying to accomplish by writing this. It was like, nah, man, if you're going to be running, you're going to be shooting. Like they're going to be, yeah. you know, don't worry about that. You know, everything was based on what would be cool, like yeah. what made sense in like a war environment. So a, a lot of our decisions that we made, the, the very few decisions we made TOYs, we're going to be rule of cool, not rule of win. Yeah, and I think everybody everybody was pretty happy with that. I didn't get any feedback from any of the players um, that that they didn't like the way that was handled, which was good because I think that's that's the way, you know, going into the Adepticon narrative, that's the way it was handled last year. You know, hey, what would be cool during this battle if we've got a rules question, how would it play out in, in the coolest way possible for the players? So we really tried to, to stick with that for this. I think we did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, man. I was happy with it. Yeah, I was too. I hated that I didn't get to play. Uh, it was a weekend of Horse Heresy 30K with all these great armies. I didn't get to play. Man, dude, I was pretty, yeah. <laughs> I kept seeing, like, different games going on, and I kept, like, honestly, when we first got there that morning, I was like, I was like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to play that, dude. I yeah. can't wait to, you know, maybe I'll get two games in the first day. And then once we pack up on the second day, some people will stay behind, and I might get another game in. And that's all I was thinking was like, well, how many games could I get yeah. in? And then real life hits you, and you realize you're not getting any games in. Yeah, and right. You're too tired the second day. <laughs> yeah, running the event took, you know, well, yeah, we were tired. I know after the event was over that night, uh, we got everyone going off in their their home directions and uh a few people i think went and hung out uh people that were in from out of town but yeah they went to crossroads there was like a crossroads after party that yeah really missed uh, dude I, I went and had a big plate of mexican food a big margarita and i crashed i was out man oh all i could think about was like oh better get to bed early because we gotta go back to the venue tomorrow <laughs> and clean up yeah we spent a good chunk of sunday picking up and cleaning up and Gotten all the spoils that y'all left behind? All yeah. those free dice, son? I'm telling you, man. I've got a Sons of Horse army now that I didn't expect to have. <laughs> <laughs> got me a Sons of Horse dreadnought? Yeah, it's cool, man. I'll be, you'll see it You'll see it soon. Don't worry. Repaint it, maybe. But, uh, no, it, it turned out. I didn't get any games in. But, you know, at the end of the day, I was really happy that the players had fun. And I got a lot of enjoyment out of that, just seeing everybody was having fun during the day, you know, laughing. There wasn't any fisticuffs or any any issues um because I've, I've seen some i've seen some some hurt feelings and strong words at 40k events we've all played 40k bro we all i know we all know <laughs> that <laughs> things get heated yeah i, I somebody, was somebody brings some dice to the table that roll two fives you know you get a little mad oh oh <laughs> shit yeah and then what are you gonna do i mean you might have bought them on the internet i don't know <laughs> but uh anyway yeah it's a uh, it turned out, and like I said, I think we learned a lot. I think Stiff 3 is going to just be off the hook with what we're going to do with it. I think the people that went to Stiff 2, I really think they're going to, when they come to Stiff 3, they're going to be like, holy shit. One thing I'd like to like plug now, even though, like, yeah, let's be honest, it's at least a year, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know we're talking Stiff 3. Um it, it, it will be in 2017. This will not happen in 2016 unless we get drunk at Adepticon and announce it. But that's not going to happen. I've already been threatened by my wife that uh, we need to have it next year. So, Dude, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I'm, 
I don't know. I want it to be a year away just, just to give people time. Yeah. And like that way we can make it the best events possible. Yep. But I, I do want to say like right now, if you have any interest in Stiff 3, let us know so we can like prepare properly. And also, I think one of the things that would be the coolest thing is if you want to volunteer. Oh, yeah. Like we we need both both like a physically volunteer and I guess just help out like not not so much like if you can't be there but you still want to help out with like mission writing or anything right. like that table designing anything let us know now so we can get you in early like it I, I hope we don't run out of the the level of steam we have I mean it was such a good weekend and we got another great weekend coming up with Adepticon. But like I, you know, I don't think we're gonna run out of any steam by next year. No, I, I don't think so either. I think there's so much going on in Heresy. The Heresy's really taken off in, here in South Texas, Texas overall, but especially here in South Texas. And I think that that's gonna keep us pumped. My hope uh, for those of you listening that may own shops, may like to run events, may think they might run events. My hope is that some other folks want to run. And I'm not saying you have to throw this huge event. But even if you're having something in your local shop that's a 30K event, you know, shout it out on, on the Facebook page. Let, um, us, know, let us know. Because we we will drive to play some heresy. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, we're driving to Chicago to yeah. play some heresy. So we're, we're down, and we will bring Forgotten Legion in force. And for real, if you need, like, uh, advice running your event or anything like that, or honestly, if you even just need extra hands like we're asking for then let us know we'll, we'll be there yeah yeah because you know we we want to see it grow we want to see more people doing stuff um i i think there's some great starts uh we've had a ton of people reach out to us uh not just in texas but really across the country and even all the way up to to the frozen north in canada um <laughs> the great frozen the north. great frozen north uh yeah reach out just just picking our brain i mean after this event seeing what's going on um you know like i said we're more than willing to to throw our two cents to throw our, our help out there if we can but again we'd like to also just come and play because we are players you know that's that's the other the other thing you know we we really had a great time at this event but we do want to play and so our hope is just to keep the scene growing to where houston san antonio austin corpus uh those driving distance cities from us people people are throwing a, a 30k saturday here and there and we'll drive down and, and throw some dice if anything 30k goes down in texas i want in yeah exactly if somebody builds up their calf box in port lavaca i want to know yeah i mean if there's uh demos rhinos uh running free <laughs> out in Austin, point yeah. me that way. Yeah, let us know. We'll come. We'll come out there. We'll wrangle those rhinos. We'll bring swag. Yeah, <laughs> we got swag. Don't worry, we got swag. But uh, yeah, man, great point on the volunteers. We've actually had a couple of people already reach out, uh, showing interest in volunteering for Stiff Three. So again, it's a ways out, but uh, don't hesitate to reach out now. We will keep you in the loop, uh, and we will be talking about the Stiff Three prep just as we continue through 2016. Because, uh, again, this will be uh, a lot of work going into this next one as well. So you'll guys, you guys will be in the loop and you know, hopefully have some missions to play test and all kinds of cool stuff coming your way. Yeah, after Adepticon, it's going to basically be straight-up stiff prep. Yeah. I've already decided that I am not going to build another army after my Raven Guard. 
mm-hmm. and I'm going to work solely on building terrain. Yeah. And so y'all might hear in the next uh, few Radio Free East vans uh, some talk about a table that I'll be working on. I don't want to spoil anything now. But I feel like I've put it out there. Like you put it in the universe, it'll happen. I, I'm excited about it. I, I, I'm itching to say something, even so, if it's just a tease. So it'll be called the Boneyard, and it will be the new flex table. You might say it's where gods go to die. It's where gods go to die. Yeah. So we'll uh, uh, we'll stop teasing that. But Ooh, I, was, I got chills, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I. I, I very few people know about it already, and we've been taking ideas from them, and like those ideas are like, yeah. So, don't want to spoil it just because I don't want it to flare out and fizzle out. But once we start, once I start working on it, I will start posting to the South Texas board, and you will start seeing some pictures of a future stiff three table that you could you could play on. Yeah, and uh, you know we're gonna speaking of stiff three tables. You know, working on terrain. I, I think just as a group, I can see a lot of us focusing on that uh, through the latter part of this year because I, I know our table count's going to go up for Stiff Three. You know, we will have to have more tables. And we made a blood pact that we'll never use foam, and that was probably a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for one, we all use the same knife, and none of us have gotten checked. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been meaning to tell you something, Michael. <laughs> I don't know if now's the time to do it, but... Uh, I don't know if now's appropriate. <laughs> that knife was dirty. Yeah, so just we'll just say that. Yeah, we'll just say that. I'm not going to say I'm dirty, <laughs> but it might be. No. Uh, yeah, we, yeah we, we've definitely laid out, I think, some uh, non-negotiables. And it's not, you know, it's not a knock on, on groups or on events that may do, may do these things that we're not going to do. But I think it's just, you know, if we're doing an event once a year, we can afford to, from a time perspective, really kind of see our vision come together and the way that we want it to come together. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and honestly, I think this year, if we could give any hints on what Stiff 3 is going to look like, I think we pretty much determine we're going to go more fluff based and more narrative based yes like if you played in this time around and you thought like hey that was a good event like i didn't argue like it's you know everybody's laid back it's like i didn't argue with anybody i didn't get any rules next year it's gonna be like rule of fucking cool like it's gonna be rule of fun all around uh we've already talked about some of the things we're gonna have out there we talked about fluffers i don't know if you want to go into that (laughs) yeah we are gonna have fluffers for the tables uh it's one of the the big talking points we've got right now now, I know some of you are probably on the United website right now booking your flights to Houston. Even though you don't know the dates, you're like, fuck it, I'm getting a ticket. I got to go get fluffed. Um, probably not the fluffers you're thinking about. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but maybe. I don't know. I can't, I can't say what these. Depends uh, <laughs> on what the step three budget is. <laughs> yeah, we're working on the budget too. So, we may go, we may go, all, we may go balls out. Uh, you know, pun intended. Um, but yeah, with the fluffers, what our idea for that is, you know, each table, or you may have a fluffer that's got a couple of tables, just depending on the number of volunteers, but they're going to be the, the subject matter experts for that table, not just in the terrain, not just in the rules for that table, but in the story. How does that table affect the overall narrative? And they're going to be by that table throughout the day, or by those tables, I should say. So you may have somebody that's, that's got two tables of their own, 
and they're telling you, you know, round one, this is why the traders are doing this, and this is why the lawyers are doing this. And as round two comes around, they're relaying the events that happened in the last. So you may not know that Bob and John, that they played in round one, and John the loyalist took the day, and he got his faction gets these benefits. That fluffer, as you're coming to that table, he's going to be telling you, you know, the loyalists were able to achieve these objectives. This is how it's affecting the overall day. Uh, this is how it's affecting the storyline. And you'll see the story actually... I think come to life a lot more than it did at Stiff Two. We're gonna we're talking like wine connoisseur level of like. Oh, we're gonna put them through a boot camp. Like they're gonna you're gonna oh hello Mister, <laughs> hello Mister So and So, welcome to the Castellan mission. <laughs> You'll notice that we have over here in the right corner and last table <laughs> like it'll just like full go on. Oh, it's a 1934 like it's. <laughs> It's a good year table. As first off, let's go ahead and see the concrete. This was laid perfectly by yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of the idea for that. The other thing we had looked at or, or discussed with really building up the narrative. So in Stiff Two, we actually had an award that was called the Stiff Badass, and it was the overall points winner for the day. And that was the one kind of nod towards traditional tournament play that we gave at the event. Uh, for Stiff 3, we've already started discussions on how every award is going to come back to how you functioned as a member of your faction and how your faction did. So you're looking at team awards. You're looking, you know, things along those those lines rather than, hey, I had the best overall battle points for the whole, for the 40 people playing or whatever. Uh, instead, it's going to be like, you know, the loyalist won. Uh, they're they're receiving that's they're receiving X Y and Z, uh, and then from them you might have a hero of the loyalist, but it's more about cool moments and things that are happening at the table than this dude had a gazillion battle points and he managed to position himself on the right tables to bump his battle point scores things like that. We want to we want to avoid that totally. Yeah, I think what's good about this time around is we. Uh, also included the sportsmanship score in there, the yeah. playing score. So like, yeah, like if you were stiff badass, it did, it was more than just you, you came prepared to play some for oh, the thirty k. Most definitely, most definitely, and and the stiff badass, and there was only a couple of points separating, you know, first and second place when you got into that, and because it did take into account the, that's like that's tough on your base level, yeah, like difference right there. Oh, most most definitely, and. uh you know, one of the other things we talked about, you know, so just mentioned uh, appearance score. You know, we will do another appearance score, but we kind of tied in a fluff-based component. We're going to look at building that, but also, so you have an appearance score, but you also have a fluff score, and we're going to have a fluff expert that's going to score that. And this is somebody that's going to be well-versed in Horus Heresy. So it won't be Joe Schmo. From the corner store because we like him. This is it, gonna be Chris Birch level. <laughs> yeah, he knows everything. Yeah, it's gonna be somebody that can really say, you know, oh yeah, this is a, this is very heresy specific that your Death Guard are using this type of weapon. You're right on track, buddy. Um, or like, oh wow, you know these uh, these models are all from 40k. <laughs> oh, this um, this entire scattered legion is. <laughs> Very odd. I don't know why they would team up with each other. I don't know why you'd have 
these two, I don't know, when Mon would ever work with... Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, why is he with Horus? I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't, whatever. Let's, yeah. Uh, but again, just coming back to how do we bring it to where it's about the story, about the fluff, um, and about having fun. And I, I think we, we made great strides in that. Uh, but it's how do we make this next event stand even taller on, on those foundations? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, and it's based on a lot of the feedback we got uh, on how we should, you know, what people would like to see. And um, a lot of it is just based on our experience. You know, we saw, I mean, I think every game went right. Everything game looked fun and everybody had a good time. Yeah. And um, I think we just took it like really personally and we like somebody did not have a good time because of something else. Yeah. There's, you know, and we did, like I said, we got the surveys and I, I asked, I think there was 10 questions on the survey and then had an area for comments and, you know, looking at it uh, overall, very overall was extremely positive. Um, But the comments that were there were, were very constructive comments, you know, point value. So one of the things, you know, we'll definitely be looking at raising the point value for the main tables uh, just to better accommodate Lords of War and then how people are fighting and prepared for Lords of War. Um, we adjusted the Lords of War cost. Yeah. If Because Adepticon does that, right? Yeah. So we bumped it to, so we basically did it, pulled an Adepticon from this year. We bumped it to 650 at a 2000 point. Did get some feedback that people that weren't uh, expecting that or weren't prepared for that had a tough time. Now, you know, I, I do have kind of my personal opinion on that. Uh, in 30K, I think you should always be ready to... You should always expect a Lord of War, even if you may not be ready for it with your army. You know, I don't know how I'm going to fare with my word bearers against Lords of War and Adepticon. I really don't. But it's one of those things I'm going into it knowing I'm going to see them, and I may struggle, but it is what it is. Uh, but if we raise the points and we adjust that, I think it's going to be able to even out a little bit better. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. two units right there. Jumping up to, what, 2,500? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, and that's going to give people some options. They can bring some, some of the cool toys they might not have been able to bring outside of the flex list. Uh, the flex list is going to get reworked. Um, you know, in hindsight, the, the, rule, the, the building rules were a little cumbersome. Yeah. As, as far as what people were, how it was explained. So we'll stream, we're going to stream that a lot. We're streamlining that a lot. And give a little bit more benefit to the infantry on the on the table yeah i I think so because i think and what it came down to well one i'm hoping a year being a year out people that may not have had a lord of war will have one by then that's actually one of the coolest things that i heard talking about in stiff 2 was the people that were leaving for the day and they were like you know next year i'm bringing titan maniple like yeah i haven't had any reason to buy titans but Next year, I'm playing on that flex table, and the fact that I know there's warlords on it, I'm gonna have my own Titan Maniple next year. Oh yeah, year, you know, like I'm gonna buy three more Venators, or I'm gonna buy three Valdors, and you're like, dude, like these guys are going out, and they're gonna go, like, pick up three Venators, mm-hmm. and they already got one, so they can't use those ever. Yeah, they're preparing a year in advance for for Stiff Three. Well, I, that flex table the. I honestly that was a really fun table and I think the the way the mission was designed you know with the random uh, squad objectives that would pop up um, I, I just think you know, like I said streamlining it uh, giving a little more boost to the squads because really I think what it came down to 
was we did it was a little lopsided on some of them with people basically just trying to run and keep their squads from getting you know marked by the titans but that also was kind of the point i like you know big shout out to angry mojo games i know that we said it was their table but really they provided all the terrain for the table and it was these buildings and it was completely possible to play on that table with infantry Mm -hmm. fighting a warlord hiding inside a building yeah and we saw it yeah if you look at some of the uh, video from the round one highlights uh josh points out like oh there's havocs inside this building or there's snipers inside this building uh people took advantage of that and of course you had a warlord that was just blowing buildings up so he could move around the table that was awesome that's exactly yeah. what i want to see <laughs> just a warlord bellicosing buildings yeah so that they wouldn't be granting cover to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, just some some great moments from that table, and I think next year uh, we'll see even more great moments, uh, especially if people are a little more prepared, I think, with their Lords of War. I think we're going to have enough people next year where we're going to have to have two flex tables. Oh, I could see it. I could definitely see it. I've, I've actually just kind of brainstorming to myself. I was like, what if you had two flex tables that were like at an L? I, you know, I'm just thinking of different things, like how you could incorporate and have the this massive battle. But yeah, you'll... That will make a comeback. Like I said, I think the rules will be a little easier to understand this next time around, but uh, you will see flex. Uh, another table people seem to really enjoy was the Thunderhawk Down. I've heard so much stuff about the Thunderhawk Down, and that was a tabletop mission, right? Or was that? No, no that that was actually uh, that was on the secret weapon tiles, uh, and that was terrain that we had. No, I mean. Uh, the the store when they didn't they have a thunderhawk down they they oh yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry okay i got you they, yeah they did something similar um they think here i don't know six eight weeks ago they themed their mission very closely to the actual events of black hawk down uh that took place in mogadishu uh, they had a really cool day set up and i hate that i had to work and i missed that that day of gaming uh so they had your squads it was very like i said very similar setup to the movie uh, we took the general idea. Um, we had a table full of ruins. We had a Thunderhawk, an actual Thunderhawk, in the middle of it with the nose section broken off. Well, it wasn't glued. Uh, I'm not going to no, say it was broken should, off. You shouldn't have told that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we gangsta like that. We break Thunderhawks. <laughs> it's like, that's a Thunderhawk. Whatever, break that bitch. <laughs> it's a game. We're playing games. Pouring champagne <laughs> on the table. Come on. That's going to be stiff three, guys. It's going to be crystal everywhere. <laughs> yeah you'll see it just wait um but yeah josh uh josh brought his thunderhawk and he <laughs> it wasn't it didn't it didn't have a lick of paint on it and he's like oh let me uh he's i'm gonna get that primed and i'll even i'll even put a quick dry brush on some of it so it doesn't look terrible on there because that, that was a last minute table that was a last minute table i had to have a 10th table and i toyed with the idea for the mission i said you know what let's just do it but uh what what the what that mission was is it started out the Loyalist intercepted a transmission that a traitor Praetor uh, of the Iron Warriors, Rictus Erectus, uh, Josh named him, <laughs> yes. uh, was in a Thunderhawk that was shot down in the middle of the city. So the Iron Warriors in that Thunderhawk, they got to, or the, sorry, the traitors got to use their 750 point Zone Mortalis list. So they had a combatant uh, Zone Mortalis list. They started in the center of the table, basically right right around that Thunderhawk. And the objective was to keep uh, the 
loyalist from grabbing the Praetor, because when they grabbed him, he would become the relic, basically. And the loyalist, all they had to do was get off the table with him. So the loyalist came in force. They had their 1,000-point flex list. So it was their 1,000-point uh, elite special forces group going after Rictus. Uh, yeah, dude, there was some great stories from that table. Um, I think one of the ones I liked best was Ferris Manus and a Spartan with Gorgons, uh, with Woody, was going after uh, the Iron Warrior. He was being, the Iron Warrior was being protected by the World Eaters. And uh, that was just a great, great battle. And at the very end, uh, the World Eaters were sacrificing themselves to keep him from getting off the table before the game ended. Just a cool, cool visual. When they called me over there to look at it, I was like, oh, man, this is badass. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Go. Like the president. Yeah. Like Air Force One is down. <laughs> That's no longer Black Hawk down. That's Air Force One down. Yeah. Get off my Thunderhawk. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Harrison Ford, by the way. That's, uh... You're not just not good on accident. <laughs> Dude, I'm terrible <laughs> at that, man. <laughs> Do like a Harrison Ford sounds like Sling Blade or something. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't reckon I gotta see. I can't even do a fucking. I used to be able to do Sling Blade. I can't do him anymore. <laughs> Let's go, Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here. Oh, oh shit! But uh, anyway, that was another fun table. I, I hope to see that one make a comeback in some form or fashion. But uh, yeah. So we got. I mean, there was a few tables, man. That was totally cool, man. I. I I do regret that like somebody like some guys didn't fully understand the uh, the um, the Arctic table with the exploding tank farm. Oh yeah, and uh, so you know they they didn't they didn't quite play it right. Cause essentially what we had is we had these uh, these tank batteries on the table, and we made them out of giant oil filters, and there was what eight of them. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there was eight of them on the table, and if you blew them up, which they had two hole points, they were armor 10 all around, and they were plus five to your armor penetration roll if you roll penetration. And if they exploded, which they're going to roll if you rolled a two or better, mm-hmm. then they were um, they would throw out a strength eight AP4 10-inch blast, and it would be 3D6 scatter. Yep. And so, like, we were expecting, like, one of those to blow up, to blow up the other three, and then just go nuts. Because yeah, I kind of set up the table where if you got the scatter at a decent angle on one tank, you would hit at least another one somewhere. And just go nuts. Or the tanker truck, because I had a tanker truck out there also. Oh, that would have been so sweet. So, yeah, so we, were, we, we had that set up, and I was expecting, like, that people just to take full advantage of that. And every time I'd go to that table, I'd look. And there'd be like a squad like hiding like, <laughs> right on the tanks. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, that's dangerous. And I'm like, oh, no, it's going to scatter if they do shoot it. And, you know, there's, what? <laughs> like, yeah, they, they weren't afraid, which blew my mind. take advantage of this massive cover save from getting over here. It's like, oh, uh, uh, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> yeah, the, the fluffer's going to fix that next time around. <laughs> He's going to, like, make shit blow up for no reason. <laughs> yeah, he will have that power. Oh, that's exactly. There ain't no bitches around here. You're not gonna hide behind a tanker. Yeah, there there may there may be more surprise events. I think a lot of people seem to like the a couple of surprise events that we had. Yeah, go on. One thing that I like I was so bummed out about was like when the ship blew up in orbit mm-hmm. and all the pieces of the ship started raining down on all the tables. Yes, and I was expecting to see that do so much more, 
and like it really didn't affect anybody's game. No, but everybody's butt was like puckered. Oh, <laughs> that's what I liked the most out of it because again, it was strength at AP four. It wasn't going to be like a super death dealer if it hit. Uh, but it could hurt. It was at the center of the table, and you had like three, three blast, three five inch blasts in the center of the table that would scatter out. And it was like you had objectives, like the, especially on the air force yep. table. That objective <laughs> was like right there, and everybody's like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck!" And like yeah. it hits nothing, and everybody's like, Whew. "Like it's like man, that's war, baby boy." Yeah, that's war. <laughs> you yeah, can't but, be worried about that. No, it, it was kind of funny though. People were on the edge of their seat waiting to see what was going to happen when they were scattering those the tables. So, but so. yeah, it was a uh, pretty Lessons cool. Learned, man. Lessons learned. I got, I've got a, a piece of paper with a ton of notes on it. Actually, it's on my computer. It's not an actual piece of paper. Because <laughs> 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 of papyrus. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I, you know, got the feather and sketched it all out. You got my quill. And... Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing is that we need to come up with ten more missions, like ten more. Yeah, so we if you can... have mission ideas, send them to us because. We need them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely. That would be one of the things that uh, over the next few months, uh, you want to send them into the page, send them into the Forgotten Legion email, which is... The Forgotten Legion, 30K, at gmail.com. Yep. I'd say call our, our hotline, but no one ever calls us. Yeah. Only when they want something. Yeah. I'm, I'm super bummed about that, man. I figure people would be all over, even if it was just calling to yell these nuts or something into the phone. I mean... Actually, speaking of the hotline, so before our next webcast, which is this coming up Wednesday, yep. uh, Chris Birch from Scattershot Painting actually offered out a $100 voucher for his painting service, mm-hmm. and all you have to do is name all the Legion's Primarchs and First Captains. Yep. And all you have to do is call our line, 814 TFL 30K. That's 8142 TFL 30K. Name all the Legion's Primarchs and all the Legion's First Captains with the, the obviously not the second Legion or the, the, mis- the missing, the, the missing yeah. Legions uh, or Alf, the Alpha Legion's First Captain. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to name those or just say he's Alpharius because that's yeah. probably true. That would be appropriate, yeah. Actually, we just gave you an answer. You're welcome. <laughs> so, so yeah. So just speaking of real quick, well, while I had that fresh on my mind, no, that, that's perfect. I know we're probably nearing nearing the end of the uh, of our night here, so that's probably good to get that out of the way now. So yeah, so we got to come up with some new missions for Stiff Three. If you have any suggestions, email them to us. So that, that's how we got into that tangent. Yeah, cool. So, but yeah, so Adepticon, man, what you got? Uh, other than painting, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the drive. Think oh, yeah. Just, if you haven't listened, listen to our last cast. We explained that we are going to have an 18-hour drive to yeah. Schaumburg. We are breaking it up. So if there's any listeners in Memphis, um, I'm not saying that we're, we're – well, I am saying it. If you are a listener, you're a fan – and you're not going to try to murder us. We are from Texas. I'm going to just put that on the table. So oh. if you're going if you're going to try to murder us, expect some resistance. We haven't fucked around since birth. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, if there's any fans in the Memphis area uh, that want to meet up next Tuesday night, uh, we should be hitting Memphis around 5 p.m. Uh, you know, we'll be grabbing dinner that night. Uh, we're staying downtown. Um, 
yeah, we, we'd love to, to meet up and have a drink and uh, talk some 30K or talk some bullshit uh, if you're up for it. If not, we're going to do that, and then we'll probably be back at our Airbnb uh, modeling. I know. I feel like you know, I feel like <laughs> somebody's going to be like, hey, man, I'm coming up to Memphis, and we'll have drinks with the autonomous. and be sitting there like, no, I can't, dude. i got to paint this rhino, dude. <laughs> like, I just tell them to come to the Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, just come, just come to this apartment we got. It's, uh, we'll, be out on the, we'll be out on the porch at Prime and Shit. <laughs> can't talk I just changed my list oh I'm taking storm eagles oh shit gotta put together three storm eagles right now I gotta put these envelopes together but uh yeah so that's gonna I'm looking forward to that kind of we got the drive rough sketched and uh it's gonna be three of us two 30k players and an infinity player yeah another thing is we we haven't quite figured out what we're gonna do um so I mean, we have all this time off, and like basically, we're gonna be stuck in the the, the van together for eighteen hours. Uh, but you know, we do a lot of, I guess, media, social media. Yeah. So if you let us know, like stuff that you may want to see on our drive, like let us like tell us on our Facebook, and we will totally do that for you guys. Yep. Because there's been a lot of like everybody asks us, well, what are y'all gonna do? Like, are y'all gonna live stream it? Are y'all gonna Take video. What are y'all gonna do? I don't it's know that. Trip. I don't know that people want to watch us on a GoPro sit on the dash for nine hours. I mean, they might. If you do, let us know. I mean, we could probably make that happen. I mean, how much will you pay <laughs> <laughs> for other things? <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, we'll we'll put that on, and then it'll be uh, eighteen hours of infinity talk. <laughs> We're gonna throw you a curveball in there. We're gonna, it's gonna try and convert us. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Have a. I'm already getting ready. I'm already getting ready. So, yeah, we got our drive to Adepticon. we probably not going to be ready by then. Yeah, so, look, yeah, looking forward to that, man. I'm just ready for it to get here. Did you put uh, the other display base? No, I didn't. I'm going to take... Uh, Is I've that going to be like one of those last-minute things? Or are you just going to... No, I'm just not doing it. There, there's TV tray. Mm-hmm. There's there's no time, man. I know Josh got somebody... Uh, got one of the listeners is actually building him one, I think. What? Yeah, I'll let him tell it, tell it on Wednesday. Um, yeah, he told me this the other night, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? You didn't, like, bust out with that shit, you know, let us know? I know, right? Like, is he paying for it, or is it like a... I, don't, don't get me lying. Let's, let's ask him about it on Wednesday. I don't like that. Let's, let's put him on the spot on Wednesday, and because uh, I don't know that he'll listen to this before Wednesday, because I know he's busily doing his thing. So let's hit him on the spot, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I'm a little pissed off to be honest with you. I'm a little hurt. <laughs> yeah, he told me that when I went by the shop uh, here a few days ago to drop off some stuff to him. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that, that's really it, man. Uh, just looking forward to getting there. Uh, we should be in Schaumburg at the hotel by 5 p.m. or so on Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday. And, uh, dude, we'll be down to uh, if anybody wants to meet up for drinks. Uh, Wednesday night's going to be all about getting our VIG and uh, just having some drinks. We'll probably be at the hotel bar. Post it up. And the first event's Thursday. Thursday at 10. Okay. Yeah, Thursday at 10, I think Friday at 9 or 10, and then Saturday about the same thing. So, And Sunday, I don't have anything planned. So we'll have one night of preparation that I can knock out if I needed to. Yeah. You can uh, actually, if you want to prime in the bathroom at the Schomburg at the hotel room, they've got TVs in the mirrors. Oh, okay. So you can sit in there watching TV, man. Do some priming in the bathtub. 
You'd be all right. <laughs> Just turn that fan on. That's why it's there. <laughs> so when you drop a big load and you prime in the bathroom. Exactly. It's a multi-purpose. Gamer pro tip. Fans. Yeah. You heard it here first. And what about you? Anything in particular? Uh, I just kind of gave our our itinerary, I guess. Not really. I don't know. Everybody kind of knows. We're looking. I'm looking forward to the games, meeting people, that kind of shit. Not working. Yeah, I'm off for like ten days starting Friday, so it's gonna be glorious. No, I I'm gonna be playing the narrative, the tournament, and the Zone Mortalis. And the only one I really care about is the narrative, because mm-hmm. uh, I have a narrative list that I'm like super excited to play. And tournament wise, I plan on being pretty pretty sloppy. <laughs> and there's one more challenge, so I'll probably be pretty yeah pretty gone. Yeah, I'm signed up for those events, and then Tactical Strike also. And I'm I want to play Tactical Strike, but at the same time, I'm kind of on the fence. Um, I know last year I ended up not playing it. And Jay told me that was the best time he had, like, in any of the games. So I just, that's the one thing. I, I haven't looked at a list. I haven't I haven't done anything for it. So I'll probably play that one by ear as to whether I'll, I'll do it or not. Yeah. I'm, I, I kind of regret not doing some of those painting clinics. Like, those, those actually sound pretty cool. Yeah, they've got some great people. Um, I think Dave Taylor's doing one or a couple. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great people that are that are doing the painting classes. So, yeah, I think that would have been would have been pretty neat. It's just find I don't know. It's just finding that balance. I mean, I really wanted to play 30k, but part of me, like you said, you know, kind of like I wouldn't mind doing some some of the courses. So, I don't know. Just just kind of doing some of the uh, uh, what was it called? Where like you're meeting all the people, networking. Not networking. Oh. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Oh well, cartilage. Yeah, cartilage. <laughs> there it is. I, I think that's cartilage, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just just going like I'm I'm looking forward to meeting all these people that we meet online, and all the people that are going to Adepticon. Like, um, super super excited to meet Dave Sampson. Yeah. Um, super excited to meet Chris Birch. Yeah. Like, Be cool, man. There, there's there's some people that are going that I'm excited to meet, and then there's the people that are online that were like, "Hey, I can't wait to play you," and it's like, "Oh man, I don't know if we'll get to play." Yeah. But I'm super down to meet you. So yeah, part part of me is kind of tempted. Like Saturday, like after ZM, just kind of chill and be you know if somebody wants to get like an open game, you know just pick up and maybe play somebody that's just said hey want to play. You know, I don't know. Like I said, we'll see. How many rounds are everything? The narrative is two. So you only get two games in, or is it three? One of them's three, one of them's two, and I don't remember which is which. Um, and then the ZM is three, and then Tactical Strike, like I said, I, I think that's three. But those are super short. That's crazy. Like I, I didn't even think about like because it goes on from what time to what time. Like I think the narrative is the one that's two rounds. It's like ten to four or ten to five. And then how long does Adepticon all the way go? Like all all day? It's seriously going on almost twenty four seven. I mean, there's shit going on. You'll have Whiskey Hammer that's at night. You'll have uh, the uh, the Dayglow um, Nightlight Battle. Um, yeah, there was stuff going on until midnight last year. I'm so ready to get my nerd on, dude. <laughs> dude, it's going to, seriously, that it, the first year Jay and I went, we weren't there at night. We we had, because we stayed downtown with the wives. So we'd already jetted back by like four o'clock. We're heading back downtown to 
to do the touristy thing. Last year, though, we were just walking around like, oh, this is, dude, everywhere you look. And even if it's not, like, Warhammer-related, you know, you're looking like, oh, what's this room? Oh, shit. You know, it's it's Warmahords or it's Infinity or it's a game I've never heard of. And vendors and, dude, it's, yeah, there's just so much. And then you've got you've got a painting area that you can just go and set up and paint. Did you see people sitting around painting? Just speed painting that last Heck yeah. crystal brush uh, <laughs> entry that they have to put in. Yeah, look, seeing the crystal brush entries, that's just by itself is badass because that's so above and beyond my skill level. It's not even funny. Uh, but just seeing what other people can do with a with an airbrush and a paintbrush and just amazing. Um, yeah, going to the Forge World booth. Uh, actually, I was... Uh, KR, I'm hoping they have a table. I know they, I think they had one last year because I really, I really got to get some foams for the, uh, for the Anvilus and for the Charybdis. So that's on my list of things to look out for. Yeah. I'm looking out for the Forge World. <laughs> I'm <laughs> torn, man. I, I, I am too, but at the same time, I was like, I don't really need anything, but I want a couple of things. So I don't know. I got to, I set aside some dollars for Forge World, and we'll see when I get there. If they have something super cool that's on pre-release, you know. You'll have to. Yeah. It's I, yeah. It's exactly. Nana, Nana, Boo Boo. I had it first. Kind of thing. It, it is. Um, I will have to pick up. I don't have the Red Book yet, the new Red Book. So I am picking that up there. Hopefully they brought enough copies. Yeah. So I have a feeling they will. Uh, I might get another shirt. Um, they don't I'll, have... I'll be wearing both. The TFL, all actually all four of the TFL shirts up there. Yeah, I've got, I ordered two TFL shirts. It should be in the next couple of days. Uh, Josh is making me a TFL shirt. Yes. So I'll have three, and then the fourth, uh, I'll just be, you know, civilian clothes that last day. And, and, and when we talk about TFL shirts, we actually had a commission artist uh, commission up what we thought Dreadnoughts would be like in, like, <laughs> why it sucks to be a cast of Ferrum Dreadnought versus a Contemptor Dreadnought. And we had them captioned by people of Reddit, and we put those on shirts. So if you go to Spreadshirt, the Forgotten Legion 30K, we're on there, get some badass shirts. And really, it's not, we're not making money on the shirts. We just like want to see people sporting our. our oh, yeah, they're just cool. And our awesome pictures. <clears throat> we were going to just not make shirts out of the picture yeah no they're super cool man that's uh i've got one of the cast firm shirts coming in and then one of the regular logo shirts yeah i got both those cast firm shirts coming in yeah i so, love the ice cream one that's the one i ordered was the ice cream one this picture of the day spiky bits uh, heck yeah heck yeah they uh they go on there and they'll send you to 30k legion i think yeah our, our shirt or where the shirts are for sale <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, if you're uh, if you're at Adepticon next week, look us up. We will be around the 30k tables. We'll uh, be posted up in the bar, no doubt, in the evenings. Um, yeah, just look us up, man. Hit us on social media. Uh, let us know you're there. And uh, we've already talked to a couple of people we'll be be looking out for. And uh, we'd love to meet up, have a beer, see what's up. So ask me about my Godslayer list exactly. after, after the narrative day. I'll we'll tell you how I did. See if you're crying or not. <laughs> they're gonna people are gonna be talking about that guy they'd yeah be like, that was me they're like yeah he's not invited next year <laughs> so that was adepticon yeah so next thing we got on this list here is the i have horse podcast yeah man dude i 
super jealous I missed out on this. Oh, super jealous, man. I had to work coming off a of stiff two. I had a just shitty work schedule this past week. So I'll let you talk about it since I wasn't there. Uh, so if you're familiar with the Eye of Porus podcast, they're a awesome podcast that you should immediately, upon this stopping, go play them and subscribe, do all that thing. Uh, they are an awesome podcast out of Australia, and they had us this past week, uh, after after Stiff is over, they basically had us do a Stiff rundown, and they uh, asked us questions about the Legion, what the things that we do, and everything like that, and dude, it was fucking awesome, dude, those dudes are hilarious, like, well, it was only Tim, but yeah, they're just so funny, and he kept, like... We're kind of all nervous because they don't stop talking. And so we're like, man, dude, we're not going to have enough content. We're not going to be nearly as funny. But, man, it was, like, so natural. It was, like, basically having him here with us. That's awesome, man. Just bullshitting. Like, when you get that extra guy in who's got that new perspective, like, isn't, you know, it was a good fucking time. And, like, we were real nervous. We're like, dude, I don't, like, I have all these Australia questions. But, like, me and Josh were sitting in here, and Josh is like, dude, I don't know what would be, like, culturally acceptable like what would be not taboo to ask about australia it's like do we ask anything do we just like roll with the punches like we're not from two different countries like two different <laughs> continents like two different hemispheres like what do we, what do i do and so uh like the first thing like tim comes on he's all he's all all right guys i got some texas questions for y'all <laughs> just like i'm sure y'all have some australia questions i'm like oh thank god dude. totally broke the ice man <laughs> i was like perfect Oh man, what is a shrimp on a Barbie? Like just the, the <laughs> rudest Australia questions that you could ask. Are you drinking a Foster's right now? <laughs> is, that, is that real? Do people do that? Like, uh, but he knew like so much Texas history, and I felt really shitty because I didn't know any Australia history. I was just kind of like, uh, I know that Tom Selleck has Quigley saved all the Aborigines, and that's about it. And I think they're thankful. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, it's well, one, it's Tom Selleck. I mean, it's Magnum P.I. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that mustache did most of the work. Shit. But, yeah, so we were kind of, like, nervous about that. And then, of course, we asked, you know, I, I always, like, tell myself, like, dude, if I, you know, if I ever meet somebody from a different country or a different continent or something like that, don't bring up, like, the, the, the one taboo thing everybody mm-hmm. knows. Like, I have a buddy that I met for the first time from Germany, like, a few years ago. And, like, wait, don't say. Don't say Hitler. Don't say Hitler. Don't say Nazi. It's totally totally not a word that would ever come up in casual conversation, but and you're just thinking about it. And there's like, hey man, you want to go get some coffee? What Nazis? What? What's that like? What's that like living in the same place they fuck? I said it Nazi, didn't I? Uh, so like it was like real like hard not to ask like, hey, how much poisonous shit do y'all got? I heard it's everywhere. Is that true? You know. Was, yeah, I, I still would have had to ask my about the spiders. Oh, he, he did answer about the spiders. Yeah, and I can't wait to hear that because Josh had told me he talked about the spiders. But that's that's my big thing. I told my wife, I said, if we go, ever go to Australia, i got to be on the lookout for these spiders that have come out of the bushes and try to <laughs> fucking bushwhack you. Take your dog. Take, yeah, shit. <laughs> They're big <laughs> enough, dude. They're big enough. <laughs> so, yeah, so that is not on this week. It'll be on their next week's show. Uh, but, yeah, was super excited to be on there. Super excited to have the us two different scenes collide and see how they're doing things and you know like playing off of our ideas man it was so funny yeah Such they, a good time. they really are you know i i'd almost call them the gold standard of a 30k podcast 
you know, they've, they've blazed a lot of ground. And I know just, I listen to them whenever they have a new episode. Like I've been waiting on this episode and I know that, that the segment from the TFL is going to be on the next one. But like the one today, I was like, I saw Zach had y'all had mentioned it was, I was like, Oh, Oh, let me check, check my podcast feed. And Oh, there it is. There it is. Awesome. So yeah, I'll be listening to it when, when do some hobby before I go to bed tonight. Heck yeah, dude. We're getting, by next week. They should have that other one out with us on there so we can have some road listening. Like, Heck yeah, dude. yeah. They do a five hour podcast, so that's going to get us most well, of the way. Had to get us out of Texas at least. I know we did two and a half hours, so yeah, yeah. I'm looking looking forward to that. So that's I Forest, man. You guys are awesome. Um, I'm sure they're listening right now. I'm sure they are. So, so basically, we're talking to them in the future. Like, how many days would you say before they listen to it? Well. I'm sure they're awaiting with anticipation for it to hit their feed. Okay. So two days. So two days. I bet they listen to it before Josh does. So we should probably like warn them of something that <laughs> Look out, look out for that bird. Look that spider, he's right behind you. <laughs> and he probably is. <laughs> and he definitely is because it's Australia. They got weird things. There's poisonous frogs everywhere. Yeah. But I you knew that. I don't, it rained. I don't know how they fucking sleep. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Here's a little spoiler. He actually told us a story of like his buddy. Like they have, they don't have black widows over there. They have called like what's called redbacks. Yeah. And they're, like, they're basically like black widows, little sister. Yeah. Like they don't kill you. They just like really like fuck you up, fuck you up, paralyze your shit. And uh, he was telling us a story. He's like, he's like, yeah, my buddy got, was getting bit by one and uh, it was biting him. And I was like, that's so weird that like, he didn't get he didn't get bit. Yeah. He hadn't gotten bit. He was biting you. Like and he was getting bit. I was like Ugh. I was like that, that means that spider was like just holding on. Yeah. Like he was just not letting go. These spiders aren't biting you to protect themselves. They're biting you because you they hate you. They're vicious. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. I'm telling you. We we take a TFL trip to Australia. I don't know, flamethrowers. we gotta figure out something. <laughs> like like arachnophobia style, we'll just take like a belt of hairspray and light. Yes. God, that movie scared yeah. the shit out of me when I was a kid. Dude, me too, man. I saw that in the. And I'm dating myself, but I saw that in the theaters. And what year did that come out? Because I went, the girl I went with. See, I'm all talking shit nobody gives a shit about. But anyway, I remember seeing the theaters. And uh, do you want to know how much that dates me? Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of when the movie came. I think it was in '90. So when I saw Arachnophobia for the first time, the like two days later, I went to school and they were training us what arachnids were. Yeah. And there, I was like, "Oh, I know what that is. Spiders. That means spiders. Arachnids. Spiders. That's what like like I saw it on TV. So that's like how many years that came out. This movie came out in 1990. I was correct. Oh man. Saw it at the Twin Dolphin Cinema in Port Lavaca. How do you remember that? Dude, Was that I a have, big movie? Was that a blockbuster at the time? Like, no, it's because of the girl I went with. Oh. So oh. I, I know my wife doesn't listen to that. Well, I don't know. She's been listening to our shit more lately. Maybe I shouldn't go into this. And you're going to go home and say, like, I talked about you. and like, <laughs> how awesome you are for painting my models. And <laughs> Yeah, this, this was fucking ages ago. But anyway, I, I remember it because of who I was with. <laughs> we'll move on from there. Yeah, we'll move on from there. Anyway, what were we talking about? We're talking about high horror. My voice is all high. Fuck, 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 fuck. We can edit this out, right? <laughs> so, yeah, keep an eye out for us on iHorus. Uh, we're on there. 
hopefully pretty soon, speaking of like different things to plug, uh, Seize the Initiative podcast. Yeah. Um, so he does it every three weeks, and we missed out on this last recording, um, but we will be on the next recording for the Seize the Initiative podcast. And that's with Sean. Yes. Sean and Blaine, I believe. Yeah. And so Sean actually came down for Stiff, too, so... Um, actually kind of curious to listen to his latest podcast to see if he mentioned going to stiff too. Kind of yeah. And he, he drove what 20, 23 hours. I thought he said it was 14 hours, 14 but... hours. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, I remember he texted me early on Friday. He was like, I'm in Wichita and I'm like, Wichita, dude. It's like, you're, you're texting me from the plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, I, was I thought like, this oh, dude was flying. <laughs> going over Oklahoma. That's the slowest plane. I, oh my God. He's driving. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, dude, he was a trooper, man. He he came down and uh, he played. He he drove in, got in super late, played all day. He went to uh, the little after gathering at Crossroads, which uh, talked to Waco today. I had to stop by and pick up those bits that Jay left me. And uh, Waco was telling me a little bit about that. Sounds like there was a good time had. Oh yeah. So, dude, I'm I'm telling you, man. Like, so. Look for if you if you need another podcast to listen to another great podcast. Yep, season initiative. initiative podcast. Check them out with uh, with Sean, and hopefully we'll be on the next one, and hopefully he will be on uh, one of our webcasts here in the future. Yeah, if not one of our podcasts, because after the whole iHorse thing, I, I kind of learned how to run Skype. I got Skype on my computer now, so sweet. So we can get people. Yeah, that's gonna help us out. So if you want to be on our show, hey, wait you you mean I know. you mean I could actually be on the show from my house right now. Yeah, but that's not cool. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> What's the fun of that? You know, I just like to have people over. <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm taking this in my underwear, dude. <laughs> drinking, a, drinking a glass of wine, taking some underwear. Are you there, pretty? Are you there? <laughs> oh, shit, man. So, yeah, listen to us on Season Initiative Podcast. Hopefully, Sean, I hope you're hearing this right now, which I'm going to talk directly to you last one. Yeah, so this will be in the future also. I don't know what you have to look out for in Nebraska. Corn. Corn. Will corn get you? Uh, like yeah. the band, you think? Yeah, the, the band corn. The band corn. So, Sean, look out. Be on the lookout for the band corn. Jonathan Davis is probably hiding somewhere around your house. Definitely. Just just putting that out there right now. <laughs> so, so now that's out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> now that we circumvented that yeah, catastrophe. That, yeah. So uh, let's bring up uh, Scattershot. Yeah, um, so got to hang out a little bit with Chris Birch this last week online. Not yeah, in it's weird. It feels like he was there. Like it feels. Well, we had him on the webcast yeah. the previous week. So if you look at our Wednesday webcast, we had Chris Birch from Scattershot Painting, and we also had David Sampson Scattershot Painting, and uh, we had both of them on. And we, I mean, really, uh, Chris Birch has such a massive like media presence. Like he's always on his live stream yeah always on the google hangouts and actually we set up a facebook page called warhammer 40k slash 30k live and all it is is if you have a live hangout or if you have a live stream that you want people to watch you post it up there and if like you're not doing anything you go to that facebook page and you see what the last live stream was going and you can watch it right there and join into the fun so Chris Birch has been like a huge proponent of that so far. Yeah, like he, him, and Zane fill it up, and, and Zane's kind of like all about talking about uh, rules and. Yeah, he, he's kind of yeah he's kind of doing doing a whole lot of stuff. I saw his little his list for today, 
And yeah, he was talking about the new uh, Games Workshop FAQ that came out, which I haven't even, excuse me, haven't even looked at yet. It's not really so much an FAQ; it's a uh, they're asking for questions. Oh, okay, so they're doing it off the Facebook page. It's weird. Gotcha. They're not, they're not answering anything. They're just like, hey, hey guys, uh, what would be what what rules would you fix if? Oh my gosh, and like they just got overwhelmed, like thousands and thousands. Oh of shit! Like, I think it was like over like eighteen hundred comments in four hours or something like that. <laughs> They're, they're, <laughs> we're going to see their Facebook page disappear again. Yep. It's, it's going to happen. It's like, well, we're going to have to Age of Sigmar 40K because yeah. we don't goof too much on it. Yeah. Fuck these guys. Going home. Uh, so back to Scattershot. So, yeah, Chris Birch is always painting <clears throat> always painting live. Uh, and he gives, like, uh, basically, if you have any sort of army or anything like that you're working on that you're not sure how to tackle like me i felt pretty shitty because somebody said that my black armor that i spent so much time painting looked like i primered my army and oh man that hurt yeah it does hurt that hurts so much because it's like three levels of black that i paint like it's primer black then it's charcoal gray then i wash it with a a black and then i hit it again with charcoal gray and then i wash like it's it's a process that yeah I no, no, no doubt and no then doubt. i like it so you just primer it and go. <gasps> God damn it! Oh, oh you bitch! Oh, <laughs> oh you bitch! <laughs> just, just stay strong, Michael. Just stay strong. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, so I felt kind of bad about that. So I hit Chris up. I'm like, hey, dude, uh, how do you do blacks? And then he hits me up. It's like, hey, I'm painting this Corax tonight, amongst other things, because he's a he's a commissioned painter. So he's always painting, and he is always willing to stream whatever he's painting to teach you how to paint like that. And so he showed me how to paint up a cold Corax and a warm Corax. Nice. And so he basically showed like showed me how to paint black armor warm and black armor cold, and like you just I mean it's like it's free. <laughs> it's yeah. Like it's like going to a seminar for free. And he does this all the time on the live stream. Yeah, he and the dude knows his stuff. I've seen his stuff in person. Of course, he, he posts a lot about it online. He's, like I said, huge into social media. This guy, really, he's he's an outstanding, outstanding painter. So definitely check that out, man. And uh, I know for listeners, he's got some deals. Oh, I, I, if, you, if we send him... Like, if you go over and you mention that you were sent by us, the, the Forgotten Legion, he's offering, I believe it's 10%. Cool. So all you got to say is this Forgotten Legion sent you, and he will hook you up with the cost of a commission paint, a commission paint job. Yeah, and he's got, his prices are pretty good. Yeah. and Very competitive. And probably the most competitive that you'll find online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen... Especially after we talk, I've, I've seen different pricing and what people are charging and for what you're getting, and like I said, you're you're getting some amazing stuff. Like just go to his, his scattershot painting uh, Facebook page. Uh, you can see all of what he's working on. Uh, definitely hit up one of those those live streams, or just shoot him a note. And uh, he posts a lot. If you like his Facebook page, he posts all the time. Hey, I've got this live stream going on, and I know when I talked to him on this has been two weeks back. He asked what I was working on. I told him word bearers. He's like, man, let's let's get together sometime. And unfortunately, I just haven't had time yet. But he said, I will. I'll kind of show you my process with word bearers, and you can compare it to what you're doing and see if there's some techniques that would help you out. 
And, and what's cool about him is, like, if you have questions, like, if you ask him to stop doing something or to re-explain something, he's totally, like, one-on-one with you. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's doing his job, and, like, it gains nothing from him to teach you, but he's all about... He just has such a good time teaching people how to paint. So, I mean... We, how could we not plug that and let you guys know about such yeah. an awesome thing? No, definitely, definitely check it out. Yeah. So that that's Chris Birch. And also, if you're going to Adepticon, look for Chris Birch. <laughs> because he's going to have a Santa Claus sack full of Primarchs he's given away. Yeah. And so... And he will just sit down and talk painting with you. Yeah. But mostly give you a Primarch. Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, what army are you playing? Answer this question. So you got to, like... He's super knowledgeable about the 30k lore, mm. so get ready to answer a question for it. But just yeah, saying. he he, I was super impressed because I've met different people that, uh, especially on like a commission painting side, you know, through Adepticon and just seeing online, and a lot of people don't bother to get into the fluff of what they're painting, and he is, I mean, he knows stuff, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, he'll explain like why he built up an army a certain way. Like he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I built up this Raven Guard army, and I was telling the, the guy that, okay, I'll buy you this and that, and the guy was like, well, I want all Corvus, and like he like rebutes like, uh, okay, did you know that there was only one thousand like sets of Corvus armor that were given to the Legion, and then it was three thousand, like, which which era do you want your your Legion to be? Like, is it gonna be? Before his demand, is going to be after his demand. You know, it's like, yeah. like who knows that much? Yeah. Like, now I feel all shitty. Now I got to go buy a Mark III squad. <laughs> I got 50 dudes in fucking Corvus armor. Yeah, he's just going to look at you and shake his head. It's like, what are these? What are these? I even traded off some of my Mark III uh, artillery for <laughs> so I could make it all Corvus. I really fucked up. Well, you live and you learn, man. You live and you learn. <laughs> so... So yeah, that's Scattershot, man. And of course, speaking of Scattershot, give a shout out to Dave Sampson. Oh yeah. That's an awesome painter. Dude, if you go to our website, our Facebook right now, go check out his Reaver build that he's been working on. That red, man. That's his baby right Ooh. now. I guess he got some some time away from commission painting. He's been working on a Reaver. And this thing is above Forge World quality. Already. Yeah. Like it's above Masterclass. And like he has got the basic paint scheme down. It already looks better than like most of the Masterclass stuff. And then he's just sitting there. All right, time to weather it. Don't you touch it, <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, it's it's a beauty, man. I was I was looking at that headpiece. Uh, oh my gosh, the lenses, the the, the uh, interior, the interior. Like, did you see like if you like go do yourself a favor, guys, and go look up this Reaver on our Facebook page. Like on the interior itself, if you look at some of those big, uh, like you know how there's gauges everywhere, yeah. and like there's like radar equipment is what it looks like. Well, those big circle radar dishes. On the inside, not radar dishes, like radar screens. He's got this like orange, yellow, and red like sonar sweep looking thing. Yeah. And it look I'm just like, how? He's like, Oh yeah, it's a super easy technique. Uh let me know and I'll show you how to do it. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, it just it just makes me feel I really want a reaver. I know you and I talked about that the other day, and yeah, that's that may be my next super big purchase down in the next, you know, six months or so. But I'm I'm super intimidated now. Because looking at this, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. So Unbelievable. That's, that's why you send it to them to get it done. <laughs> yep, that's hey, that's true, man. 
I'm already already looking at having them do Lorgar for me, so I think <laughs> next, that's going to happen. Next thing, you're just going to have a whole 3,000-point list. And actually, uh, they're running that Calth special right now. Yeah, yeah, they are. So they're running a Calth special right now. I think it's like 500 bucks, and you send them a Calth box. Or no, they, that includes they the Calth box. They provide it, yeah. And uh, they paint up a full Calth box for you, whatever Legion you want. Go check that out. Like that's for Especially for you guys who don't like to paint, to have that level of, like, quality and they usually upgrade you anyway yeah so, fuck. yeah check them out do yourself a favor so that's it man that's all the plugs we got like that's pretty much everything yeah uh i can't think that we missed anything i feel like we did like a short episode but i'm going to go back and look to see what we're at i think we've been two hours but that's just my guess <laughs> well all right guys uh i guess uh we will hit you guys up next time by next time we have an episode it will be after Adepticon, so we will have a lot of Adepticon highlights. Uh, we're going to try and do a webcast from Adepticon. Yeah, that's on. That's in the books, in the works. So hopefully we will probably do it over our phones or something like that. I'll call in or something. Yeah. And we will set that up on the YouTube. So it may be a shorter webcast because I don't know how long we're going to be able to have the cameras and like them setting up for Adepticon. Yeah. But we are going to try and do our best to live cast next wednesday uh from adepticon yeah be and like i said look for us there we'll be there all week uh from wednesday on i uh, love to meet you guys and uh, i guess that's it man from uh michael and i here in victoria texas have a good one <laughs> i, I want to have like some weird out thing <laughs> i couldn't think of anything i was like oh i don't know where i was going with this i'll just kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's all folks <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> FRB.